Go hard or go home. You are listening to Industrial Industries World Radio with your host, the ultimate party DJ, DJ Glowing Ice, for an episode of Industrial Industries World Radio. Show me what you got, DJ. didn't come to see little old me, did you? Oh, shucks. Okay, guys, sit down, sit down. All right. Oh, man, we got a good show for you today. Any out-of-towners out there in the audience today? Ah, cool, we got a few. Hey, where are you from, man? Hey, the big city. Ah, so that's where that smell's coming from. <laughs> hey, fuck you, you little short piece of Uh-oh. shit. We got tough guy, tough guy in the crowd there. Don't worry, dude. It's all a joke. You know, after this, you could hop back in your Mustang and knock back a few Monster Energy drinks and you'll be fine. Head to the nearest tanning booth. But any any out-of-towners have been here. I want you to keep a good count on how many times you hear the word ope. Uh, from the Midwesterners. Uh, just, you know, anytime you run into a Midwesterner and they kind of bump into you or have to walk past you, they say, Ope. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Ope. <laughs> oh! Speaking of which, uh, you guys been here in the Midwest now for a while. Anybody out of town or us living here, you have noticed that there is snow on the ground. So that's crazy, right? You know, weather. You know, it's always a good topic to talk about. It's funny because I, I when I go on my Facebook, I see all these people, all my friends, like. 25% of my friends on my Facebook wall, I don't know if they're trying out to be meteorologists for the uh, local news or what, but they like to report the weather as well, saying it's snowing outside. It's like, wow, groundbreaking news. You need to work for some news channel. Like, definitely, you need to work for somebody. Because with this groundbreaking weather reporting you're doing on Facebook, you, you got a talent. I mean, you need to take it to the next level, I swear. No, but also with this weather, when you're driving around in small town USA, especially, it's it's prime time for old Lester to grab his truck and drive really fast past all the little compact cars on the side of the road. Because this is the one time when old Lester can hop in his four-wheel drive truck and really show it off. <laughs> Look at me. I'm driving the speed limit in the snow in my four-wheel drive. Can your car do that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, this is prime time for Lester to show off his... Uh, Four-wheel drive. And I think, uh, you know, someone like Lester, 
they need that four-wheel drive because either rain, sleet, snow, or shine, Lester needs to make sure that he gets to the Hoot and Holler Square Dance Festival or the county fair as quick as possible. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, I'm glad you are all tuned in and you are here. Rain, sleet, snow, or shine, because we have got a packed, just a massive, jam-packed conversation I'm going to be having with my good friend Dante, but you know him as Gray Turtle. He's going to be coming on in just a bit, calling up, and we're going to go through almost everything about his life. We're going to talk about how he got into music, and we also got his guide on how to handle chicks in certain situations. So don't go anywhere. That's coming up. This is episode three of Industrial Industries World Radio. But hey, speaking of county fairs, it's the Industrial Industries World Radio Orchestra. Yeah, what do you people know about film? What do you know about the medium? Eraser Head by David Lynch is my favorite movie. Eraser Head by David Lynch is my favorite movie. It's the IIWR Orchestra, everybody. Eric, your favorite movie is Eraserhead? I mean, yeah, I mean, David Lynch, he makes some pretty bizarre stuff. I could get into it every once in a while when I feel a little squirrely, but I think my favorite movie is probably the John Hughes classic, Home Alone. Of course it is, you fucking sheep. (laughs) All right, well, let's get into this first segment called Past, Present, Future. Past, Present, Future. All right, it's November 18th, and it's National Princess Day, so wish the princess in your life a very happy Princess Day. Take him or her out to their favorite restaurant and just treat them like a princess. In the past, in 1928, the Walt Disney-directed animated short Steamboat Willie, the first cartoon with full sound featuring the appearances of Mickey and Minnie Mouse, was released. Presently, it's a cloudy, dull day with a high of 50 degrees in the small town region. But even if it was sunny out, it would still be dull here. Uh, I'm just chilling out, making grilled cheeses and hanging out, playing video games, doing not much else. Whatever. Now, in the year 2030, check this out. 3D printing is going to be so big and advanced that... You're going to be able to make 3D printed buildings and human organs. And also, according to U.S. Army General Robert W. Cohn, robots may replace one quarter of the U.S. soldiers by 2030. And also, I read somewhere in 2030 that almost 80% of doctors will be replaced by robots. According to one person, almost all diseases will be wiped out completely. So let's just hang on, guys, for another 10 or so years, huh? Uh, November 18th is the 322nd day of the year. That means there's 43 days remaining for the year of 2019. And celebrity birthdays. Mickey and Minnie Mouse turn 91 today. Kirk Hammett from Metallica is 56. And actor Owen Wilson is 50. And if it's your birthday, I want 
to wish you a very happy and fun birthday. Go out and do something. Enjoy it. Order your favorite plate at your favorite restaurant. Whatever you like doing. Maybe just sitting around playing video games, eating Cheetos. Whatever you like to do, have a very, very happy birthday with that. That is your past, present, and future, and it's brought to you by Small Town's Quilt Raffle that will be going on this coming weekend, so make sure to stop by. It helps benefit Barb's back surgery, so come on by and join some fun and maybe win a quilt here in Small Town, USA. All right, that is it. Let's get out of here. Let's lend an ear and let it rip. It's time for Industrial Industries World Radio's Farts of the Week. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Farts of the Week. And we've got two contenders who have emailed into our email here at industrialindustriesworldradio at gmail.com. And I was wanting a whole lot more because Farts of the Week are like, I want this to be a battle of the ages. I want this to be something that is going to be, you know, talked for for eons. And and we got two contenders and we're going to battle them, put them against each other and see which fart is better than the other. Now, these are going to be judged on three things, okay? How the winner will be picked is by the personality of the fart. You know, how the fart sounds and all that. Second is length of the fart. And third is the implications that could happen if you happen to be recording your fart in certain situations, like say you're at a wedding or what have you. That is taken into account. Now, if you're just in your house alone and you just fart, yeah, whatever. Uh, Your best bet is to hope that the fart sounds funny enough to push it beyond the line. Now, say you're at a wedding or something and you're sitting there and you just have the urge to fart and you take out your cell phone and everything's quiet and someone's getting married and you hear that in the background but you're still that cool enough to fart into the phone just for the sake of this show I'm going to take that into account as well so let's get into it we have two people three farts all together now there's no limit to how many farts you could send you could send as many farts as you want the more you send the bigger chance you have of winning and being the farter of the week we have jimmy who sent in two and jason sent in one all right first up jimmy what do you got for me that's got a nice standard sound to it a uh, nice length as well now let's take it to jason jason what you got Ugh, that sounds like a bullfrog. Now that that sounds very sweaty and wet, and uh, yeah, very very person. It's got a lot of personality to it. Length, I think Jimmy has you beat. Now let's listen back to Jimmy's second one. Jimmy, let's see what you got. Okay, that had a pop. And then a sizzle. And then it sounds like in the background is his family. So with the implication coming in, things that are going on, I mean, listen, think about this. You're a father. You have your wife and your kid around. That's what it sounds like. And yet you're still there whipping out your phone and farting into it. 
I mean, that's just top notch. That is dedication to a T. And I really do appreciate it. That's what we look for here at Industrial Industries World Radio. So I'm going to have to give it to Jimmy being the winner and the farter of the week here at Industrial Industries World Radio. Thanks for all who have played, and thank you for yourself in the future sending your farts in. And you can send it to industrialindustriesworldradio at gmail.com. And I will definitely, definitely love to hear it and play it right here on the show. We want your participation. You, right there, you're listening. I know you have a fart, and I know you have farts. So I know there's there's some great stuff out there that you're just not capturing. You you got to capture these farts like they're Pokemon. I'm Professor Oak, okay? And you're Ash, and your farts are the Pokemon, okay? You catch them, send them to me so I can analyze them like Professor Oak and Pokemon, okay? So that's what that is your mission, okay? Go out and you got to catch them all. Sounds good, right? We're in agreement now. All right, thank you guys. Send them to industrialindustriesworldradio at gmail.com, and I will definitely appreciate it. All right, that is your farts of the week. Jimmy is the farter of the week right here on Industrial Industries World Radio. And now... Industrial Industries World Radio's feature presentation. Welcome everybody to the feature presentation. I've got a very good friend, long distance via satellite right now. He goes by many names, Grey Turtle, Little Grey Turtle. But I like to call him Dante. We're on a first-name basis. I feel very honored to bring to the show today, Dante. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you doing, Ice? DJ Glowing Ice. What? I am doing fantastic, buddy. So what brings you on the show today? Well, um, I have a debut album coming out pretty soon. But none of this would have happened if it weren't for G-Money. Let's give a shout-out to G-Money real quick. G-Money, G-Money. He's also a part of Industrial Industries. He's actually the other half of this little, I don't even want to call it a label, but it's just like a little, I guess... A collaboration. Yeah, because I think G-Money, he kind of... uh, We release our music on our own, but altogether it seems like... You know, we're not like trying to dip our hands and be like, hey, I mixed and mastered this, so I get this percentage or that percentage. It's just kind of like, hey, you make your music, I'll help you out, you help me out, and we don't get all into the uh, weeds Mm -hmm. with money and all the legal jargon or whatever. It's just like we're all together, though, as a crew. I don't want to say that I hate using that term but (laughs) yeah dude it's my crew bro and i think that that's the best way to create music is is just to casually apply yourself to what somebody else is doing every now and then and to give advice and to to apply what you know to what they're doing and then they apply what they know and then that's i think that's what makes the best uh the best uh content what is it that's Mm. that struck you to want to get into making music and uh doing it in general
It's Industrial Industries World Radio's debut album, Songs and Skits of Seasons 1 and 2. All the songs you heard in the episodes are all here, like the uplifting It's Gonna Be Okay. Check out the hot and hip Rap Song 2020. Wiener Balls Rap Song 2020 Rap Song 2020. And don't forget the classic hit, Fart in Your Face. I want to fart on guitar. I want to fart on power bill. I want to fart on fresh fruit. I want to fart in your face. All of the best songs and skits from the first two seasons of IIWR are right here. Industrial Industries World Radio's Songs and Skits of Seasons 1 and 2. Check it out on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you can stream and download music. I was always enamored by music as a little kid, like being five or six years old. I just enjoyed it so much. I love, I don't know what it was. I mean, maybe it was like the theatric of like the recording artists and hearing their, you know, hearing them feel anger or feel, or, you know, being funny or whatever, or maybe it was just the instrumentals. But I remember being like five, six years old. And whenever we had like a circle of friends talk about what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, people were baseball players. I always said I wanted to be a rapper and people would laugh and they'd be like, Oh, you want to be Eminem? And I'm like, what? no, no. And they'd be like, rap, rap, rap right now, rap right now. Oh. And I'm like six years old. So I, <laughs> so for a while I was like, you know what, Dante, this, that, that was a dumb idea, you know, but, um, I've always been interested in music just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, re- I remember the first time I ever wrote an actual rap, I was in eighth grade and a kid, just, just a, one of those mean people, you know what I mean? A very mm-hmm. mean person. And it pissed me off in a way where that night I like, I remember I, I had, I was supposed to be in bed. It was late at night. So I plugged in an old nightlight that I found in my room and I wrote on an index card, like a diss track to him, bro. Like a whole fucking <laughs> rap battle style. Rap. That was the first time I ever wrote. And I remember, oh man, I was just under the nightlight writing in my pencil. And then I put it in my backpack. I don't know what I was thinking if I was actually going to use it, but I just liked the fact that I was able to like to have something against this person that I just despised. And I remember like the next week, my classroom randomly broke out in like a freestyle, like you know, even if you suck, you know, let's laugh about and like rap together, whatever kind of thing. Right. And I was like, hold on, guys. And I pulled out my fucking index card, which like I just can't explain how crazy the timing of all this was. But pull out my index card, I go off, bro. Like. I did my whole index card, and everybody was freaking out. And uh, I don't know. I mean, from there, nothing, nothing developed until probably like my junior year, but uh, in high school, mm-hmm. you know. From then, I really got into poetry. And then my junior year is when I was like, "Hey, I need beats." And then I started finding people with beats, and I started practicing stuff like that. That's what I've, that's what I practiced. But I've always had a passion for music ever since. It came. That is like where I started too is probably around eighth grade or so. Like I felt that like I had this power, I could write stuff and I could, you you know, Mm -hmm. even though it's like, you're just like this kid, no one else is hearing it. Everyone still thinks you're just like the big dork or whatever, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Yeah. I I was going to ask you what, what was your, what is your like recording process and what you do use? So that same software you've been using for five years, what is that exactly? 
it's called Reaper, R-E-A-P-E-R. Okay. And uh, a friend of mine introduced it to me years and years ago before I ever recorded my recorded my actual first song. It's just it's a software that is fully customizable. Um, I haven't personally customized it too much because the layout, as a you know, as you open it, is very simple, straightforward. Once you learn the hotkeys and stuff like that, it's just so easy to edit. You know, you could move crossfades, you could do so much, you could automate. I love automation where you essentially draw a line that correlates with a certain effect. And so, for example, if you want to pan uh, the sound to the left, you could draw, you know, how quickly it'll go, you know, like over time. And so these little tools like that, they sound complicated, but once you, if, if you're able to visualize it, and I'm sure you are because you do this stuff, yeah. but, um, you know, these things like, for it to be only $60 compared to these hundreds of dollars of, of other softwares, I've had no problem on my laptop, which I got for like on a Black Friday sale for 300 bucks. You know, I'm balling on a budget, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm really out here. I'm really trying to make the most of what I got. And so I've had this laptop for like six years, five years. And, uh, and my mic, I mean, I got a USB connected microphone. So I plug it right into my laptop. These three things are the keys to, you know, what I what I have now, what I've, what's accumulated right now. And I'm just thankful to have these things. But, you know, I just hope that hearing something like this, it could inspire people to make the most of what they have. Yeah, I'm glad you explained exactly how cheap and how inexpensive recording can be. Because a yeah. lot of people have this idea that you need to save up 500 bucks and go to a studio yeah. and pay this guy and pay that guy. Yeah. It's like, no, it's you terrible. Don't. Yeah, you're ha- you're halting your own progress by delaying You're you're setting up a to do list that essentially you're just going to chase your whole life. And you don't want to do that. You just want to make content. That's what you really want to do. If you want to be really successful in something, no matter how bad you're worried about it sounding, just do it. You know, do whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, start making content. You got to get people's opinions. You got to open up. You got to make it public, or at least have a network of people that you trust to send it to them privately if you have to. But you have to start somewhere because I look back on my music and I cringe, and that's how it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to cringe at my old music and look at where I'm at now and say, wow, I've improved in this way, this way, and that way. And uh, you don't need to to set yourself up for like a long run of just like things to do and save up for. And I, now, see, I fully believe in investing in yourself. That's something that not enough people do. Right. But at the same time, make the most of what you have and really penny pinch or yeah, penny pinch because I waited for that Black Friday sale for my laptop. Um the mic was a gift as a you know a Christmas gift. I didn't expect it, but you know I, at the same time I didn't look at it and go, oh, it's just a USB mic. I need to upgrade. No, I I don't even use a pop filter, which I mean I think that's a I mean I should probably use a pop filter to be honest. But uh, <laughs> they're but, pretty uh, cheap. They're about twenty bucks. I, I suggest it, dude. <laughs> they are pretty cheap. I'm a, I'm a cheap person. I think I was raised to be that way, but in a way I'm thankful because it has taught me this um, that so many people don't know. You gotta ball on a budget. And do what you can at the moment, even though you want better stuff, you can get it eventually, but you got to start somewhere. You could record with crappy equipment just as long as it's mixed well and you do it right. Um, mm-hmm. You can make a $60 microphone sound like the vocals recording on it was like from a $500 microphone. And and that mentality, I mean, that that isn't just in music, though. Like People need to understand that's in every arguable form of art whether it's like visuals like uh, movies people that make movies and film 
they they work with what they got and they will make the most of it but also just outside of any time uh, type of entertainment too like you just got to make the most of what you got in life in general uh whatever you have you know push yourself to the limit and push whatever resource you have as far as you can and don't take any of it for granted um at all ever definitely and then you'll be more successful you'll be more successful definitely you you say you know, you are cheap and everything. It's like I need to, I need to adopt those kind of things because I'm I'm poor, but I have expensive tastes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm I'm always just like, uh, can I afford it? Uh, yeah, barely, yeah. <laughs> but go all in. Screw it. You can live off of sixty bucks for two weeks. It's fine. And that's that. That's when that invest in yourself mentality takes over completely. And you're like, dude. I mean, you know, like people people spoil themselves, which is I, I don't want to say is a bad thing. Um, but it's not the greatest thing either if, if you overspoil. But um, you know, it, it it takes practice to to mediate. It's all about balance, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I think um, probably what I've put in mostly in just expenses besides bills is just basically for this podcast to get set up. So I guess I, I am investing in myself. So I can't beat myself up too bad about it. So. And I think this. Um, I mean, this is a great investment. This really is. I mean, I think what you're doing is because you're taking. An interview to the next level, um, by you know, I mean, you can make a great interview. That's and that's good. But you're taking to the next level by doing these exclusive songs. I think that alone is like a good example of how it's going to be different from other interviews. Um, and I'm sure you'll come up with other ways too that'll uh, enhance or, or I guess, separate yourself from from the rest. I think this is a great idea. I really do. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, I, I I've listened to plenty of podcasts over the years and. I kind of just got bored, and I was thinking, what what would I do if I were to make a podcast? And I always, Hell yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. And I always kicked around the idea, and I was like, well, I like some parts from this podcast. I like some parts from this. And then there's just some podcasts that weren't doing that things that I wanted to do. So I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'll do this. I don't I don't even I don't know anything about making a podcast. I mean, I have a background in radio from 10 years ago, but besides that, uh this is all new to me too and you know, I I know how to make a structure and all that through time I kind of just wrote things out but yeah I, I'm enjoying it and I want to do something different and have fun with it that's the main thing because I think uh, it was about last year I mentioned this quite a bit but like last year I went through a very sad dark time and mm. um, I was like I wasn't doing a podcast I wasn't doing you know I put out sunshine fun time and loved it Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, mm-hmm. you know how you say you listen back to your old stuff and you cringe. I listen back to that and I cringe too. <laughs> oh, you did. I mean, okay, like I, I loved it in a way where the execution of it, honestly, phenomenal. Literally top of the line stuff, like top of the line work. Your production work is exceptional. Well, thank you, man. I I, I I do appreciate that, and and I listen back to like production wise, it's good. I think it's just because I don't like the sound of my own voice. It's just a personal thing. That's probably uh, what yeah. it is. Yeah, you know what? Hey, that's that's common amongst I think everybody, honestly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not bashing my album, but at the same time, I'm just like me personally. I think a lot of other people they'd listen to it, and be like, "What's wrong?" But no, I'm like. Make an album of your own and listen back <laughs> yeah. to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then get back to me. You you won't like it as much as someone else will, <laughs> trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you got going on right now, um, I love it because, like you said, you want to just have fun. And as somebody being on this right now, 
I'm having fun. This is like just a normal conversation, which I feel like anybody, no matter how successful they are in life, that's all they really want. I mean, they just want to have a conversation every now and then. So this, I mean, I could see a lot of potential in this alone. Um, but to pair it with what else, with the other things that you're good at, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I hope it helps you feel better and especially about yourself and your productivity because I can see a lot of potential in this. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it's um, it gives me something to do. I was telling somebody about this, how I don't care if it gets big. I don't care if it makes a lot of money. I'm not in this to like make a bunch of money. Now, would it be nice? Of course it would be. But mm-hmm. at the yeah. same time, I'm doing this and I'm enjoying like I'm already reaping the benefits of doing it now. Just having yeah. fun talking to you, getting outside yeah. of my bubble and talking to all these different people and just Yeah. And in that in that way you're already successful. That's the that's the beautiful part about all of this. You're already successful, DJ Glow and Ice. You have already reached your goal by doing this. Yeah, just keep at it. I mean, it's great. I love it. And it like I hope that's that bonus that you mentioned earlier where you're like, Oh, if it comes with money, that's great. Well, I mean, in another way I'm sure you'd love to hear, I'm also having a great time. And so you know, I'm sure that that's a bonus that you're already successful in your own goal. And that's that's gold to me because that's the last, like, I'm the host. I'm just here. You could kick dirt on me. You could, you know, I just want to make sure my guest feels the best that he can be, he or she. I guess I, we should tell the audience how you and I met. It was through G-Money. And how? what was your per- first, I guess, uh, interaction with me or idea of me? Definitely in Illinois. <laughs> sticks out <laughs> yeah middle of um, nowhere small town yeah. usa <laughs> yeah middle of nowhere how do you know this person g money <laughs> like, <laughs> is it some old creepy man in his 70s <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like did he live in florida and he moved out um he, but no he told me the story um and i loved it it's a great story how you how you guys met you know it's one of those you know beautiful networking moments where social media has helped uh, create a bond between two people that would have never ever known about each other ever and so I love I love from that I already love that you guys are as close as you are working together almost every day you know every week um, mm-hmm. but uh, my impression of you it was always um, some dark shades dark shades and a beard I think that's like the only image I'd ever like physically <laughs> seen of you because I think I've seen because you took that video on the beach for the um, for the video <laughs> Oh, oh, sunshine, fun time, yeah, 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 and um, so uh, physically, that's that's of my first impression, and then uh, you're like a mystery guitar man. <laughs> that's what I keep thinking about. <laughs> I don't think anybody will get that reference really, unless they're in our age group and they went on YouTube too much. Yeah. But uh, th- yeah, mystery mystery guitar man uh, stuck out. Um, but uh, and and honestly, uh, talent. I was like, this guy is like in the middle of nowhere with like the production abilities of like any studio, you know, top, top production, uh, designer, like type of guy, you know what I mean? And, uh, type of audio engineer type shit. And I was like, you know, what a, what a nice person, uh, a nice person that G money always said great things about you too. So always good things, honestly. Well, that's good to know. Cause compared to what G money says to me daily, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that prick. No, no, he's great. Uh, yeah, I love G Money, but um, love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, thanks, man. Don't, don't, don't get my head too big right now, okay? Because you know, <laughs> no need to fluff my ego. Because now I'm just gonna start walking around thinking I could get any woman. 
at all. You're gonna walk. You're gonna walk around like little gray turtle said this about me. Little gray turtle said that yeah, about me. This, yeah, exactly. this local artist in, in Port St. Lucie, Florida, <laughs> fucking loves me, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a medal and have it engraved. You know, Dante approves and put it on my chest. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. But yeah, my my um my first impression of you and G Money talking about you was I just remember uh, you were more of a serious artist starting mm-hmm. out. I think mm-hmm. am I definitely. correct with that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, I was so serious. So so even like I would definitely argue naive. It's easy to argue naive, but for me it was just so realistic for me to be to be able to possibly inspire so many people. And I think that's I mean I think that's a realistic concept that everybody should have about themselves but like i definitely took it to the next level within rap and i was like very serious and i wanted to make really good music always that's the thing with a lot of joke music too like people will think okay joke music is pretty much disposable you know uh right it's but it's not it's it's not but here's here's a here's a secret uh not a lot of people know i started out making really vulgar crazy funny music but before that when i was a teenager i wrote some really serious stuff myself and Mm. i just kind of followed what felt good and as i was right i made like 10 songs that were kind of just serious dark like you know i'm still trying to find out what i did what i should do and i started Mm. just one day wrote a real funny song and yeah i started playing that around with people and they're like, dude, I love that more than anything else. And I was like, yeah, yeah well, I enjoyed doing it. So I just kind of rolled with it for years and just like making all these funny songs, you know? Yeah. And Ice, that, that, that's exactly what happened to me. Go, but go ahead. Go ahead. No. Oh, and basically now uh, it's, it's great that I did that route um, at first because that's where I honed a lot of my skills with mixing and writing and structuring stuff and recording and all that to where now it's like, uh, seven or eight years ago, I got back more into the glowing eye stuff and making more serious style music. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's like now I, I have all that experience that I did with all these joke songs that I really don't care about anymore. And right. um, getting back, and now I can hone all those skills and that experience to making the serious music that now I feel is good and fun to make, uh, and yeah. uh, you know, utilize what I've learned with this now. So it it sounds great right off the bat with the serious stuff, some semi-serious, you know. <laughs> right, but, right. Yeah. I'm in the same exact situation right now. I had you know developed you know, that passion of like inspiration and hope and whatever. But then one night I was just very depressed, very sick and tired of everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what, bro, I'm, I'm going to write a diss track about myself pretending to be somebody who's like, it, it's me, but like, I'm basically just going to reflect on myself in a bad way and I'm going to make it hilarious. And so that's what I did. And that's how this one alter ego came about that I fully embraced because I started showing people like, oh, hey, look at this, isn't this dumb? And then they loved it. And I'm like, you know what? It was so easy to make. It was so dumb. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. And sure enough, I made about, I think about 10 tracks with this alter ego. And it's uh, it, it, that's also my experimental phase for production. So not only is it shitty in terms of lyrics, but it's shitty in terms of production. So it's just a hot mess, a complete hot mess. I, you know, I got the whole, the whole punch in the face with that one. But at the same time, I love it. And I embrace that I did all that because it's another example of how you grow. But... Um, Man, I'm like hot garbage. 
totally trash. And um, that's what I was mentioning before with um, satirically mocking what other people do um, and how they represent themselves and the things they say and, and the, the things they brag about. You know, mm-hmm. it's just disgusting to me. And I wanted to really emphasize how dumb they sound by becoming that. And in a way, it backfired because it complicated a lot of people's judgment of me. At least people who are maybe like just starting to know about me or just starting to meet me. Like for example, coworkers and stuff like that. Yeah. It got real complicated when my whole fu- like my whole store that I worked at knew about this disgusting alter ego of mine. <laughs> and uh, I'm already a person that like cares about how people think about me, and I have I struggle with trying not to care as much. But um, man, you know that it just complicated so many things, and I almost regret having all that happen. But you know what? It's all worth it in the end. I wouldn't change anything about it. But um, it, it's definitely um, oh my gosh, terrible how how you know people can misjudge you in ways. But uh, it's worth it because that joke music is not disposable. I think there's a deeper meaning behind it all, and that's what I aimed for. I aimed to like really target a deeper meaning uh, with all of it, and it paid off twice because I learned, I honed my writing abilities, recording abilities, and my production abilities through that alter ego. So I'm very thankful for it. Right. Yeah. And and I think making just these side projects of just the joke music or whatever, there's a lot of joke music out there where the people don't put in the work, like the music and the beats are just really crappy or yeah. whatever. And that's what I mean by joke music being disposable. Like you, like with, uh, at least with me, when I, when I wanted to make the funny songs, I was like, I'm going to make this sound like it's a very polished, produced radio song, you know, but just totally <laughs> yeah. just smear the worst vocals over it, like <laughs> lyric wise, content wise, you know. And that that's the joke, though. That's funny. That's what makes it so funny. You did that. Yeah. And, <laughs> I love it. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks. And um, I, I think that's what helps an artist grow even more by getting away from just trying to be this serious artist and doing this it it rounds them out more have have a bit of humility um yeah yeah humble yourself and and be and be and embarrass yourself a little bit get yourself out there and and really push what makes you comfortable and uncomfortable to to present exactly and like put yourself in a third person and you see somebody maybe walking down the red carpet or something and they trip uh, would you rather see somebody that trips and falls and they just like, oh, my God, oh, everything's ruined? Well, or they trips and falls and they make and fun they of themselves about it. Exactly. Exactly. Know? Right. So, it, yeah, I always feel like if you're any artist, try doing some little side project that, you know, is totally not you. Get out of yourself and out of your ideas and your own feelings and uh, be be like how wrestlers do on whatever. Like they they always say like, Wrestlers are always themselves, but turned up to eleven. You know, mm-hmm. so that's yeah, what I—that's what you should do with music too. And I second that. Uh, the issue that I had with this specific alter ego, which I'll just say the name because th- I do use this name on my current album coming out. See, I used to go by Dante Justice, and now at at one point, that one night, four a.m., wrote a whole verse as Dante Sucklet. <laughs> and to totally just to completely mock and uh, oppose everything that I was trying to embody all in one night. I just wrote a whole verse about it. And, but then it became so much more. But the issue with that was that with, with what I did, I put too much of my personal self 
into it in a way where I still am kind of connected to the things that I've said. Because in one song of Dante Sucklet, I'll say a bunch of bullshit that I don't that I don't agree with, that I don't feel that way, and that's not true. But then the next the next bar is like you know, something that I feel so passionate about. And I made that mistake. And that's what clouded so many people's judgments about me is because they were, you know, they would listen and they'd be like, what, like, what the fuck is this kid on? Dude, like, like who, like what is, <laughs> and so I made that mistake. So I would just say, you know, either put your whole, your whole self into it or just completely don't. And, uh, but regardless, you know, give it a try. Cause even though I made that mistake, I still don't regret it. So yeah, definitely push yourself in, uh, and do something different. Uh, yeah, I feel like these alter egos that I think especially us musicians put ourselves into, I believe these alter egos exist in everybody. And so yes. um, as much as people will listen to your joke music and think, oh, really? You're crazy? Uh, hey, right, take, a, take right. a look in the mirror and maybe dive deep into your psyche and uh, realize that there's probably a uh, Dante Suck clit in you, too. In everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I sure hope so. I love so. I mean, I love a lot of the things that I said at Suck clit. I really do. <laughs> it's really, it, it takes, I took lust and wholesomeness, and I made them, I forced them into a sandwich. I, I just forced them together somehow. And at least I tried. I really tried. And, uh, I mean, when you embrace that psyche that you're talking about i think you become a better person i think you become more aware i think you become more open-minded it's just an all-around win and also uh people get to laugh at it sometimes they're gonna laugh at you but i still think that's worth it who cares if you're getting laughed at right like i like you shouldn't you shouldn't think of yourself too highly it's good to be humbled and i try to humble myself all the time which is why it hurts when other people try to humble me because I'm already like, dude, chill, bro. I'm already, I'm not, I'm not, but like, yeah. you know, it's always worth it. it. I think it's always worth it. So yeah, I hope everybody has a little succulent in them, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I always feel that way too. It's like, dude, you can't humble me the way I can. Trust me. I'll beat my own ass up. Okay. Yes. I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So and whatever, I think that's the best way to live. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just, uh, keep yourself humble and, um, yeah, uh, tell yourself you suck all the time, um, but in a very positive way. <laughs> yeah, like suck, like sucking clit. Exactly. It's the best. Yeah, yeah, it's always the best. <laughs> you can't go wrong, bud. Can't go wrong, dude. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love uh, it. I love it. So I've listened to what I could listen to on your SoundCloud and everything. So I just want to give you props right off the bat because you bring to the table. Um, with this more like uh, it's it's not your Dante Sutcliffe stuff, but it's it's your right. it, whatever you do have on Little Gray Turtles SoundCloud. Yeah, um, it's got a lot of you got a lot of uh, serious feeling in there with it, but a lot of like cool like how you deliver it. You sound like just this really cool dude that isn't afraid to dive into his emotions a bit. And thank you. I, I didn't expect I like you that. to have actually I listened. So you listen to um, Bones and it's OK. Um, yeah, and I think there's a couple other older songs on my SoundCloud, at least. There was um, a one demo that I listened to. I guess it was a couple of years ago. It's like the second uh-huh. to last one I really, uh-huh. really loved. I can't you, think fear of no the loss. Name. Fear no loss. Yes. 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 That one. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Thank you for bringing this up. I, I, I felt bad because uh, last night I was like, oh, maybe I should link him to my SoundCloud. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to bother him or throw him off. And I was like, you know what? You know, whatever. But no, you did listen to it. I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're saying. 
that that part where you mentioned I sound like a guy who isn't afraid to uh, express that that emotion or whatever. That's what I do when I'm recording. I look at myself and I'm like, this is this is it. Like all the all the times that you're in public and you're trying not to impose yourself on people, you're trying not to be outwardly, you know, sad or outwardly happy or angry or you know, too outwardly something. Um, I, I look at the track, I listen to the beat if I have one at the moment, I look at my lyrics and I'm like, this is it, give it everything you got. And I try to capture uh, what I'm writing. And so for Bones, that's one of my favorite tracks because my recording, that's one of my favorite recordings, I should say, because uh, I feel like I capture it in such a weird way, that, uh, that the feelings in such a weird way, but um, it, it, it's enjoyable still. And that's what I like about it. Um, so thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah, no problem, dude. I, I was like, I, because I, I'm familiar with the songs in the past because, you know, I'd see you follow me on SoundCloud. I'm like, ah, oh, there he is. Okay, now yeah. I can find out where he's at. Okay, then I, I checked it out back then, but I checked out your tracks last night and they sounded uh, really good. And uh, I would not expect or suspect that they were recorded just how you usually do with that microphone uh, and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. they they yeah. sound they sound really great. Mm-hmm. Now, who makes your beats? Is it just one person, or is it quite a bit of people, or how's that work? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for saying that. It sounds better than the equipment that I have, um, because <laughs> no it's, it's it's mostly by my own ear, and that's hard as an artist when you're only improving by your own self because you get brainwashed and you're like, oh, this sounds great, this sounds great, this oh man, sounds great, and then like a month later, if you revisit it. You'll be like, oh my god, this is terrible. So thank mm-hmm. you for confer- for being a- somebody that confirms. You know what I mean? Like, hey Dante, this does sound good. So yeah, just a that. fresh set of ears and stuff. And it's just like just off the bat, you know. I always have this rule where if it sounds good playing from a crappy phone speaker, then yeah, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's good. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. Thank you, thank you. Um, regarding the people who deserve a lot of credit, and those are my friends who have made all of my beats. I have a group of friends, um, all separate from each other for the most part. Um, and every now and then, well, see, what I used to do is I would just, I would, you know, almost, I don't want to say harass these people, but I would, you know, every now and then remind them, hey, if there's a beat that you made recently that you don't want to use at all and you want to throw it away, don't throw it away. Give it to me. I'm just desperate for any kind of free beat right now because, you know, starting off, I don't have too much money. And honestly, I don't want to sink too much money into this ambition of mine because i don't expect to make money out of it so i don't i see it as a sunk investment i don't really want to put too much into it unless something really gets going so as of you know as of the past five years i've always asked close friends of mine that i uh, um i've met who know how to make beats and stuff if they're willing to give me a beat and so for bones my friend jovan made that beat that's one of his first beats he made without using samples and i'm just so impressed because that's one of the favorite beats i've ever heard I mean, it's just so catchy and so iconic, the noises that he uses in it. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that beat. Um, there's Chris There's Chris Colville who made Fear No Loss, an amazing just composition of noises. Definitely, that, definitely. That, def- that, that vibe, they just like, oh, I love it. Um, there's Nathan. Um, there's uh, Cooper. Um, I know I'm forgetting people and I feel terrible, but I always credit them within any post of on any sort of uh, network. So YouTube will always give them credit. I always put in the description, SoundCloud, likewise. Right. Um, and they deserve credit because they're all friends. These are people that I've that I've met, that I've heard made beats, and I ask about, you know, stuff like that. You sent me a song called Serrated, and what mm-hmm. was this song uh, off of, and when was it recorded? 
Um, it was recorded at some point this year, I believe over the summer. It's off of the Grey Angel album. It's track seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a production that I wanted to test my uh, my ability to, to use the effects that I usually do use in almost every song. But I wanted to push them a little bit further to make it sound different. And so that's where that intro comes in. It really murky, really almost staticky. But uh, I liked it. I wanted it that way. And then I, I purposefully came in going the opposite route with more so dry vocals. One layer at that. Most of my songs have layers of vocals. But this song, um, I wanted to make it really simple. I was on a time crunch. I really wanted this album to come out late July, to be honest. Mm. But, uh, you know, things didn't work out that way, but that's okay. At the time, I'm like, hey, I can still do this. So for Serrated, I'm going to just do one you know, layer of vocals. And I'm, I'm glad I did. I really am, because it makes it different from the rest of the songs, which is why I wanted to uh, release this one, uh, you know, as a little sneak peek All right. to add on to Bones, and it's okay. It was the production technique that I wanted to focus on. Writing-wise... It is one of my more favorite written songs. Uh, I feel like it, it's very personal to me. Um, it's very telling of who I am. And, and to be able to capture who you are in words is uh, the key of all, you know, speech, communication, music, whatever. So uh, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. And on top of that, it's also G Money's favorite song, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> that played a big factor, actually. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put G Money's favorite song in the. Yeah. So shout out G Money. Sweet, sweet, yeah. And I listened to it, and G Money's not wrong. It's definitely, it's definitely a good song because I was banging to it uh, this morning while I was making some eggs, and it actually fertilized my eggs while I was cooking it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. So everybody, here is Dante with uh, his exclusive song just for this podcast, and it's going to be on an album soon. November twenty first, Grey Angel debuts on all platforms all right all right so this is the very first listen exclusive listen you heard it here first guys this is serrated by lil gray turtle right here on industrial industries world radio
All right, so that was the song Serrated by Lil Grey Turtle. You did all the effects and stuff on your vocals, right, yourself? Correct. <clears throat> yep, correct. When I'm listening to it, there's that extra layer of vocals you have with delay. That yep. really gives it that upper level, that upper tier of uh, production that I think a lot of people forget to do. I think myself, mm. that's that's something I listened to, and I was like, I took home like as notes for my, I was like, oh, I need to do that more with my vocals. So I got to give you props mm. there. Thank you. Um, I want to mention, I mean, I use I use a basic like four effects on every single song and the re-delay or um, delay echo that's the one of the four um it, it helps but it, it could also be overused in some cases so just be careful with it and don't uh don't over exaggerate it you know make each one different for each song or even for each layer sometimes uh it just adds like another dimension it really does yeah Ooh. The biggest mistake I did back in my early days was that I thought, like, okay, for a rock song, I could mix one rock song, have it done properly, and then any other rock song after that, I could just plug and play, you know, put the drums in the same way, put the guitar, Mm. but it, it doesn't work that way because every song has its own feel. And so every yes. single time you mix a song or put a song together, uh, it's always a new thing because the drums are never going to be EQ'd the same like the last song. or mm-hmm. Unless you're like in a live band setting and you're recording all the songs right there in a basement, but like everything's mm-hmm. going to be slightly different where you're always going to have to remix it. And there's never a certain bass template for anything when it comes That's to right. mixing. So that's right. You have to have that human touch to it. It just it. I mean, you know, for me, I was thinking about that the other day. You can't just be robotic about it and copy and paste your effects from song to song, uh, you know, vocal layer to vocal layer. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that human touch where even if you're trying to get the same goal, you know, start from scratch and do the handwork and, uh, you know, put time into it. It's going to be noticed how, you know, even though they sound similar, there's going to be differences with each one. And that's how it should be in order for it to be, I feel like, more appreciated. Right. Yeah, exactly. So tip to everybody listening who is getting into music. Always mix every song like it's your baby. Raise it right mm-hmm. and send it off to college when you post it to SoundCloud. That's right. Yep. Where, where it'll eventually drop out and just drink a lot of coffee <laughs> and develop a bad sleeping habit. And yeah, all that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, so I'm listening to some of the lyrics, and one lyric that stood out was that you were picking up litter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, that's my favorite line. Part of my favorite line. Yeah, yeah, that stuck out to me, and I was like, I, I, I really dig that. And because uh, uh, you got that line, and then your name is Little Gray Turtle. Is there some kind of like mm-hmm. you care about the environment or cleaning up uh, wherever around you, or is that something mm-hmm. about you? Mm-hmm, absolutely. My number one passion, if I were to have to introduce myself in words, my number one passion is to do whatever I can um, protecting the environment, uh, the wildlife. And uh, I just have a great passion and compassion for these animals that are being harmed to, you know, in a way where they can't even defend themselves. And so I find it one of the greatest injustices to, to be happening right now. And so I try to take my efforts to the next level in any way I can. And right now, at this point in my life, the number one or maybe the number two way that I'm doing it is through music. And I'm trying to incorporate these lines and normalize these ideas, such as picking up litter, 
um, through music, through art. Um, uh, I do physically pick up litter. I don't just talk about it, but I really do physically pick up litter. I try reducing my waste. I try to buy less and uh, um, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of methods, which actually will tie into what I'm going to be doing in the future, which on my YouTube channel, Gray Turtle, I plan on having my own podcast where I talk about how anybody can slightly change their lifestyle, nothing too drastic, um, in order to help the environment. And so these are examples of, uh, of how much I do care about the environment and what I'm trying to do. And I put that in my music, um, but I usually do it in ways where I try to like just slip it in there. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to like be over-exaggerated about it because I feel like that'll kill the message. And it'll make me seem like some kind of like money drainer, like, oh, you know, like me because I care about the environment. I don't want to be like that. So I just try right. to slip it in. And in that case, in this song, I, the line, go, the bar goes, um, I sucked her clit and took the demons out her breath. I picked up litter as I wept or something like that. And like I use that theme where I talk about indulging in lust and then follow up with some sort of like negative or like sad feeling after to really embrace like how, you know, indulging in, in lust will leave people feeling empty. And so I, I'm trying to build up this platform where we spend less time focusing on how we look and, and, you know, what we could do sexually for others and really focus on, like, how we can actually affect the community, stuff like that. That, That's a really good message because it shows that you're not afraid to go there because I feel that a lot, too, where it's just like I give in and then afterwards it's like, man, I just... uh... I should have been better. I should have been better, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, maybe next time I'll be the <laughs> I'll be a better person. But uh. people don't realize like you like you will lose in your own mind self worth, which is unfortunate because your self worth is so important. You know the way you value value yourself, it affects everybody around you, and of course, I mean yourself. But people don't realize that that's what happens when you overindulge in, in anything really. But yeah, and I really want to you know start promoting things like sobriety and uh, not, I wouldn't say virginity, but like, just like to be more stern on like who you're going to be with and, and to have higher standards. That's what I'm really trying to promote to have higher standards for yourself because I feel like people would be happier. Yeah. Everybody I know has a tattoo, but me, I feel like I'm, I'm the odd duck. It's just like, I saw it. I never had an uh, appeal to want to do that or get it done. Like why? Why? I, if I need yeah. to impress somebody or look good in someone's eyes, I'll just be a good person, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what people need to understand is, like, you have to just embrace yourself as much as you can, and you'll end up gathering um, a surrounding of people that you deserve and that will be best for you. And uh, you don't have to chase other people's friend groups and stuff like that. Um, in the same way, people are afraid to get tattoos out of judgment, get tattoos if you want tattoos. And if you don't, don't, don't even think twice about it. Like if just think about what you want and then understand how, you know, what you want could affect other people. But something as harmless as a tattoo, come on, you know, like if you want one, you know, get one. And if you don't, then don't. Right. Exactly. And it's like, this is a judgment free zone, bro. But uh, mm-hmm. me personally, that's just how I feel. It's like, um, if you want to get tattoos, get tattoos. I actually, It's funny, though, that I say this because it's kind of hypocritical. Because I've talked to G-Money about this. And at one point, we have talked about if we start actually gaining some real actual traction, where mm-hmm. it's actually our jobs. Um, Which would be great. Him and I are going to go in and get tattoos of the industrial industry's logos on us <laughs> somewhere. Get it. Yeah, 
hell yeah if that's how you feel see like there's nothing wrong with that and and i get how you feel it might feel hypocritical but no like that's a development that's like a character development moment where it's like well hey you know what i'm against that too but if this happens i'm gonna be so excited i'm gonna be so proud of this i'm gonna be so passionate about it that's that's totally okay you should come along with us and get one too uh, you know what? I have a long list of tattoos, uh, tattoo ideas. We'll see what happens. I'll put it. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> okay. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to put it on the list. <laughs> cool. What's what's your what's your number one tattoo idea? Close friends of mine have asked about it. It's a secret. It's okay. just, I got to keep it a secret. But it's big. That's what I tell. I tell them it's gonna be a huge. It's gonna be a big tattoo. I'm so excited to get it. And you come off as a very, just probably one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. Like you oh, just, thank you. Yeah, oh well, yeah. You just you just have this like you feel. To me, you seem like a. I don't know if you've ever listened to the guy Jeff Buckley. He's a musician. Um, yeah. No. No. Isn't. Uh, no. No. I know that name. Um. He played Hallelujah. That cover. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Just the vibe he gives off. You seem like the rap version of Jeff Buckley to me. <laughs> That's a bar. I'm the rap Jeff Buckley. Ice, what did what did you just do, Ice? I have to use it in a song. I didn't even say it myself. I didn't say it myself. I have to use it in a song. There you go. So thank you. No, that's a big compliment. Um, you know what? It comes from just I spend a lot of time trying to make sure somebody's understood. Even if I disagree with what they're saying, I still always try to confirm with them. And so practicing little things like that, I think it's honed my body language, my mood, my tonality to just come out naturally now so now it's like i want to say i try to be nice but like in some cases i'm nice to people that i don't even like um so i i don't even try to be nice it just comes out like that and and sometimes it's to my own disadvantage but i have no regrets and you know i wouldn't change for a thing it's just but yeah i mean thank you that's a big compliment that really is a big compliment well yeah man i mean it's just it's always just uh it feels good talking to somebody who just kind of radiates some genuine actual real positivity and just like is totally cool no matter even if you're a prick to them <laughs> they're still cool right. you know yeah yeah Thank i don't think know. i've I... been to a, a prick to you i i but uh no i hope not sometimes i no, don't but... even notice so yeah that's why <laughs> but yeah no like yeah people will be a prick to me and it's like i just take it i just try to take the the better parts out of that moment because like i mentioned like i could see past some people being an asshole and see them as just trying to be funny and they don't really mean to be an asshole. So, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can see past some things like that. And uh, it helps me just appreciate. And that way, it helps me when I'm nice to, you know, anybody like that. And I'm able to not overreact to people and stuff like that. I mean, it helps me in that case. So, yeah. Yeah. And situations like I'm I'm in a lot socially, I, I think I over try to be nice. And it's not just like I'm mm-hmm. trying to, like, be do that for show like i i I, right. I am like i'll go out of my way to open up and hold a door open for somebody or be like no no you're okay it's okay you know whatever i always right. want to try to like but then again at the same time a lot of those same people never show me the light of day so in the same time i it it hurts you know so it it mm-hmm. bothers me and so then it's just like uh, makes me not want to go out, makes me not want to care about mm. this, that, or the other. And uh, it happens always tenfold most of the time. So when I come across someone like you or some of the really cool people that I do know that aren't like that, it's it's very refreshing. So 
I appreciate um, that. No, I appreciate that the same because it's good for me to hear this th- these things because the same feeling that you were just expressing, I can relate. I can relate to people, you know, I could be so um, apologetic over things that aren't even my fault, you know what I mean? Especially at work. Um, like, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of this. And they, they could just be so rude or like... Uh, <sighs> like non non um not like to not acknowledge my my efforts and trying to make them feel better they could just ignore me completely you know what i mean it happens all the time every day so to hear that you know it, it means a lot to me as well you know i've worked in retail i've worked in restaurants you know i've worked a slew of just bottom rung jobs it's really frustrating it's not, it's not sad because you just kind of have to understand i mean that's just how people are yeah. when you're in a setting Wait, say you're the customer. Well, a lot of people see it this way, but you know you're a customer at a store, and you just look at the workers as uh, you know you're supposed to, they should wait on you hand and foot. I don't think that way, mm-hmm. but a lot of people right. do. You know, yeah. and it's like I don't think a lot of people have had that experience where they've been on the other side working some bottom rung job or whatever. And so I always feel like people that tip more, that are actually nice, you know, they've been there. And I think just a lot of people need to have that experience. But you got to understand when people are mean to you like that, or they, they're not mean, but just like they just don't consider you uh, equal. Uh, right. They just never been in your shoes. So you have to just be like, you know what? You know, they just haven't had that experience uh, I just hope they, you know, have a better uh, day or whatever. Sorry, I inconvenienced you for this thing that wasn't in my control. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And it sucks because you know what though? Like, I keep thinking about this one. This one guy uh, I dealt with less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. He was an older, older man. He had a veteran's cap on. I can't remember which war he he had served in, and he's upset at me. Because, first of all, he pulled me out of my department, which is totally okay. I love helping people in, at any point, you know, in anywhere that I can. He's asking about eggs. And he's like, where's the certain eggs? And I'm looking, and, I mean, it's a big empty hole where they are, where they belong. We mm-hmm. have, like, six different eggs at this store. And he's, like, yelling at me, talking about why I'm running a dictatorship. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, sir. It, it, like we, we probably just ran out and, you know, we get a truck every day and I'm trying to like, uh, you know, ease his like stress and like his tension. And he's just like, no, you, you're running a dictatorship. Now I understand why. And I'm like, oh. and then he's, <laughs> and he's in a, he's an electric cart. He's an electric, you know, like a little cart. And, uh, he just, he rides away from me as I was trying to like <laughs> console him and be like, oh no, you know, but I'm like, you know what? I just stopped. And I'm like, even in that case, I would argue that he has been through way worse than I've ever been. And yet he lacks the understanding of how that situation works, where it's out of my control, but I'm so good to try my best. But then again, you know, he's going to treat me like shit. And, uh, you know, people just be like that. I've come to terms with it. I'm okay with yeah. it. I don't get mad. I might get momentarily upset and be like, yo, fuck that guy. But like, you know, in the long run, it's all right. Every Everybody's different. It is what it is. You know what I mean? We just got to make the the best out of it. So it just baffles me sometimes because I'm over here busting my ass, really trying to make people comfortable and trying to help people. And there's people like that. And it's just, it's relevant every single day. Yeah. The the best thing you can do is not let it tarnish you to become a shittier person. You know, Yeah. just Mm -hmm. as as hard as it is, you know, like a hundred people could tell you positive things, but all it takes is that one person to really just 
make you think, you know what, I'm tired of it. But you got to just be like, "Uh." and the one thing, yeah, the one thing I've learned from like, like I have these shows on the podcast called The Hanging with DJ Glowing Ice, and it's just me talking to myself on my phone, and I post it as an episode. But like, cool. Just uh, I think I find it therapeutic, just kind of talking and figuring st- stuff out, talking to myself. It sounds like a crazy person rambling. No, maybe. no, it's not. It's important. <laughs> I, hold on, this is a good topic. Hold on. Okay. See, I call I call what you're talking, what you're trying to explain. I call that monologuing. I don't know if that's the proper term to give it, but just to simplify that within my own self i just call it monologuing and i monologue all day long i'll be daydreaming monologuing i'll be almost you know daydreaming about being in certain situations with certain people having a full-blown conversation meanwhile i'm out quality checking my tomatoes you know what i mean at the, you <laughs> right. know like at work for example <laughs> right it's i feel like though it's nothing to be embarrassed about it's actually a great mental exercise because it prepares you for real life situations. So it's not a crazy person thing to talk to yourself. The fact that you do it outwardly, I think might be even better. The fact that you record it and post it is even healthier to do than just what I do, which for the most part, I keep it in my own, in my own mind and I never let it out these ideas and and these conversations. So I think it's great. So yeah, please continue. Well, yeah. thanks, man. I, I try to just because I always feel like there may be someone else out there that feels the same way or has the same thoughts, and maybe it helps in some weird way, I hope. Um, but, yeah, hopefully at some point you can, too. You said you were going to work on a podcast, or you're planning on that at some point in the future? Mm-hmm. I've been talking to my friends about this whole idea of, you know, outwardly monologuing, and it just boiled down to me going, you know what, I just might, I just might, you know, put up some episodes of like a podcast on my youtube channel where i also plan on doing like i'll show showcasing do-it-yourself projects and stuff like that and social experiments but yeah i want a podcast i want to talk about topics i want to you know explain details on certain things and you know all sorts of stuff you know just express my own feelings in some cases it's healthy i think it's it's a great thing and, and it's healthy for other people to see that happen because i feel like more people do it than anybody expects but then once you hear other people saying oh yeah i do that then it's like oh you do hey me too and then just creates you know a better a better society because everybody is in my opinion practicing critical thinking that's what i feel like that's what this does is like it betters your ability to think objectively and foresee possibilities and all that and it's just it's a great thing i think it's a beautiful thing and people need to embrace it more i feel like too many people hide it hide it and try to stop themselves and stuff like that but nah yeah so i I do want to do a podcast and hopefully i can um work towards building a platform just like you are where we get a community of people that you know share feelings and and talk and stuff like that yeah definitely if you need any help just let me know uh thank you definitely i'd love to help you out with whatever i can do here the one thing i have learned from doing that is as i like just talk and go about my day, human interactions and what I have to, you know, see or deal with. Uh, I realize that just people are people, and that, that's yeah. it. You you can't like you. I always like had this idea that everybody's better than me, and mm. um, it's not like oh oh I'm 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 looking down on myself. I always just have this thing in the back of my head um, that everybody is better than me. But uh, it's not like, oh, I'm worse or something. It's just I got to live up to their standards. I got to do better. That's, that's, right. that's, what it, that's how I feel. But then when people show me a lot of their true colors, it makes 
me think, man, I'm I'm actually better than a lot of these people, but I can't have that mindset either. No. But then I got to r- realize, like, bottom line is I figured out that people are just people and they all have flaws, no matter even if they've gone through the worst thing or they're the nicest people. There, there's there's always that day, and that day may be when they interact with you and show a bad part of them, you know? Exactly. You're absolutely right. That, like, revelation of, like, oh, they're not that that great. Like, they're not that awesome. I shouldn't, I shouldn't try to, you know, mimic them in any way. That moment, and it's like you, you said, uh, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm better than them, but at the same time, you, like, you try not to capture that ego. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a great example. I feel like everybody has that experience. And we're all able to compare ourselves in such a way. So don't feel ashamed about it because that's how that's how you learn. Like, which is how I get this mentality of I want to push people and I want to push myself to do something. Because even if I do make a mistake or even if I look like a fool or an idiot or an asshole, I hope that in some way it inspires somebody in a good way. It, it, it changes people in a good way because good things can come from something that's bad. Um, and people are people don't seem to understand that sometimes they just want good things and to come from good things and stuff like that. But no, like you could, you could see an asshole and it could better yourself somehow. So it, it helps, you know, ease your own pain when you're dealing with these assholes. Cause you're going to sit there and go, you know what? I'm not going to be that. And that's all it takes really for somebody to, to develop um, a good character. And yeah, people are just people, you know, everybody has flaws. And once you really understand that everything becomes so much more calm and understood it's really a great way to live once you really capture that that idea and and to not have an idol of any kind even somebody popular successful you know mm-hmm. if, if you could if you could just see the flaws in everybody and accept that it's so important mm-hmm. definitely so that's why like how i was talking about tattoos like i would never get one but like i don't ever see someone with tattoos and like think I'm better than them because they have tattoos and I don't or mm, right. whatever. Yeah, you know because hey, everybody is different. So. Exactly, it's just another example, another reminder to not think like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're going by Lil Gray Turtle. That is your name. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that. How long have you been uh, going by Lil Gray Turtle? It had to be early 2018, late 2017 area. It was after Dante Sucklet, the alter ego that I made. Because with that alter ego, I built up so many like ideas musically that I didn't want to apply to that character. Because I'm like, he doesn't deserve like this. This thing does not deserve all these great ideas. That's when I thought of like uh, Team Loner Boner, for example. I remember like, that. You know, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make a collective of artists under this like ridiculous name. And so Little Gray Turtle was like the second one that I made. Now, what happened, though, was like, that's me, though. Like, that's not a character now. Like, I just fully embraced Grey Turtle because I do put myself in, put all of myself into that. And no, none of it is fake. None of it is pretend or theatric, really. Grey Turtle is everything that I feel and, and that I am and that I've been through in, in just an artist form. That's all. So for art's sake, Grey Turtle, yeah, that's my name. Um, I got it from having a great passion for animals, like I mentioned earlier. But turtles, there's three animals that really separate themselves from the rest. Um, and turtles is number one. Turtles, tortoises, terrapins, all the beautiful little shells, you know, amphibian things that we that we all recognize as, as calling turtles. Love them all. I love them so much. Um, it's definitely, there's definitely sentimental meaning behind it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but even beyond that, I just love the animal. Um, a lot of metaphorical senses, you know, having patience. You know, I, I, I preach having patience. Um, I love just, you know, everything about them. Now, Gray, that came from 
this feeling of not being able to really see color anymore due to not feeling good, not not having, you know, the right mindset and to really losing my appreciation for the things that I used to appreciate. I used to, you know, back in like 2016, I could walk along, you know, a yard and I'd appreciate every blade of grass that I'm stepping on and how, you know, the little things like how they grow uh, so so much after you cut them and they just keep growing. I would think like that, uh, apply that to anything though, you know? And I would just think like that 24 seven, I had so much appreciation. And now I'm at a point where I still do have appreciation, but it's harder for me to to gather it together and really, you know, put it into my mind that, you know, that I should appreciate things more. So there was a point in time where I lost that. And that's where that gray comes in. It's because I felt like I just saw gray. I didn't see any colors. And so I just felt gray. And so gray turtle, I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I never heard of that name as an artist, you know, and, and it's me uh, deeply myself into that name. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to embrace this. And now, boom, here I am. Little Gray Turtle. The little, you know, I want, I felt like it was proper to have that because I was making music. And to be honest, I, I'm dropping it. Like, I'm going to keep it on my social media accounts, but my YouTube channel, Gray Turtle, my artist name officially on this album when it's going to be distributed across Spotify and Apple music, it's going to be great turtle. So I dropped the L I L and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did, but um, it's still okay to call me a little great turtle. I have friends that call me a little gray and I love it. Yeah. So that's, that's where that name really derives from. Uh, where you got your name, uh, the gray in there. I want to just ask you a personal question. How old are you? I'm 22. 22. Okay, you got eight more years before it gets really gray. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like a charcoal gray. <laughs> yeah, not to be a doomer or anything, but uh, I, I feel like when I hit 30, uh, just a lot of things, almost like 95% of the things I thought were funny weren't funny anymore. I don't know what it is about turning 30 or 31, somewhere around there, man. It gets. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you telling me I'm going to watch the news? when i turn 30 no 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 i'm not no because I, I don't watch the news i don't really watch any kind of tv besides when wrestling. you're 60 when you're 60 you'll watch the news that's what's I'll, gonna I'll happen be, i'll be dead when i'm 60 you'll be dead when you're 60 <laughs> yeah. you'll be white you'll just be you'll just be like a, a bright white yeah exactly i'll be coming from the heavens i'll still be i'll still be putting out music just from uh Either heaven or hell. I don't know where I'll end up, but we'll figure oh, it out. Oh, dude, ju- just schedule them for after your funeral. Just schedule them on YouTube. They do a cool <laughs> premiere feature. <laughs> you get scheduled. Just schedule like a thousand songs just after you're dead. Yeah. Um, and let's talk a little bit yeah. about the album because that's why we are kind of talking. We're talking about all kinds of things. but uh, All kinds of shit, man. Yeah, I love it. This is, I, I'm, lo- I'm loving this. This is cool. But uh, we want to focus on this record because it is dropping very soon. What is the name of the album exactly? Gray Angel. Okay. Uh, how many tracks on this? There's 11 tracks. Okay, cool. And it's going to be distributed just everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, just everywhere? Mm-hmm. YouTube and SoundCloud. Use the free apps. Use whatever's free. Uh, don't buy it until you really feel like you can appreciate it to that point. Because I don't appreciate when people, you know, promote something and then you have to buy it in order to experience it, especially as something as small as music. As I mean, I love music, not to belittle music, but honestly, like you really expect me to drop 20 bucks on something I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, you know what I mean? I don't appreciate that. And so for me, I don't expect to make money out of this. Listen to to any free in any free way you can and if you really love it i do plan on coming out with two merchandise options um that i'm you know looking into right now i mean do whatever you want but 
I, I would advise not to blindly support it because I would hate to disappoint somebody. I would hate if somebody spent five bucks on you know the album and then they said, oh, I wish I had my five bucks back. I would rather just have somebody just listen to it for free and then evaluate. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's, that's a good mentality to have. And it's like I feel that same way about music too because in the big scheme of things – Music, get out of your ego. Like even you and I, we both make music, but we got to step out of our egos and uh-huh. realize like, you know, music isn't, I mean, compared to everything else in life, music yes. is just this blip. It's, it's like, yes. so what? Yeah, I made this, but you can't go around saying, yeah, I made this song. This is the greatest thing in the world. And it's like, no, it's not. Food. Yeah. Water. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to ask you to prioritize my album over your electric bill i mean come on because people really be struggling like that they really are struggling like that so who who am i to impose myself on somebody and like beg them and harass them to buy my stuff like come on man i'm I'm just not about that not about that that's like um you know i have my albums up on itunes and spotify and everything but a little known thing I i guess this is for podcast listeners if you just go to Bandcamp. Uh, I have yeah. all my albums up there, and you could just get it for free if you download. You, you could download Ooh. it for free up there. So I love Bandcamp. Yeah, love it. that's where I started, and all my other projects in the past, I always put it up. You could get it for free, and it's like, don't give me money. And every once in a while, I'll get a donation, or you you could name your price or whatever. I would get a donation every once in a while, and I would know who it was, and I'd message them. I was like, damn it, why did you give me money? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that that's but, a part of how i would feel too i'd be like thank you so much why, why did you why yeah, did you do this stop why did you? no here's i'm gonna give you that 15 bucks back you, stop, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah i'm gonna give you 20 because you're just so nice i'm just give you an extra five yeah my there day. you go i'm tipping like, you like, for ba- paying my music <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah they should make me feel good here's here's five here's an extra five bucks on top of what you paid me yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so your merchandise options for this album you mentioned there's yeah. gonna be two do you uh, is is it still in the works? You can't say anything about it, or do you know exactly? Uh, one concept is, uh, see, back in high school, I used to make a custom like CD for certain teachers, and they loved it. And what I would do is I would get my little printer paper, I would cut it for uh, the size of the jewel case, and I would hand draw and color and do something you know uniquely creative for them. I want to do that for my own album, where I will print a hard copy of a CD, which I already know is outdated. I know. But some people, they love that physical embodiment of, oh, the, I do. of the music. I love it. Right? Yeah. Right? I'm doing this more so for the cover. I plan on doing like a very in-depth, you know, one-of-a-kind handmade cover and a track list on the backside of that, you know, same paper with the jewel case and selling that for a certain amount. I'm, I haven't decided an amount. Probably nothing other over 15 mm-hmm. or 10. But um, And these are going to be for people who really love the album and so i want to you know talk with them independently and ask them what they would want on it stuff like that that's one idea to do a you know unique one-of-a-kind hard copy and then my other idea it's a little out of the box it's a little crazy but it's got that eco-friendly tone to it i have a a nice big bag of fairly nice thrifted clothes and i want to customize them and hand customize them Maybe even promoting the album, honestly, in some cases might have nothing to do with music, but just to customize it, I might set up my own website and post these things on the website, some for really cheap, 
you know, five bucks for a shirt, but at the same time, it'll be a shirt that I hand stitched and hand customized and painted and, and whatnot and stuff like that. So that's my other idea. The reason why I want to push that is because I really want to push thrifted clothes. It's something that where I know I can use a website and customize a t-shirt and have it printed and shipped, but that costs gas, that costs fresh material, fresh resources. I didn't want to do all that. I wanted to buy local, even within clothes, because fast fashion is one of the biggest polluters ever. And so I want to promote this idea that thrifting isn't as bad as it seems. I know a lot of people are going to oppose it. They're going to feel like it's gross and dirty. I'm going to wash these clothes. I get that they're used. I'm not trying to flip a fucking $2 shirt into $50. I'm not trying to do anything crazy like that. I want to keep it a, a you know a nice minimal payment, nothing too crazy, like 5 bucks to 15 bucks for that as well. And so those are my two ideas right now. I'm, I'm not at all in the works of really completing anything right now, but those are my two ideas. I think that's a great idea because I think this time in this day and age, if someone's a fan of your music, they want something that is very personalized. Um, you know, they just don't want to mm-hmm. buy a shirt that just says your name and it's printed from Ex- some exactly. elsewhere, you know? So I think those exactly. are two fabulous ideas that I think uh, if someone really they- does care and want to support you, that's something they would want. So Thank you. Thank you. And that, that's how I feel. I feel like if somebody listens to my album and they're like, wow, this guy, he's talking about, he's rapping about uh, fucking pick up trash, you know, but then see another thing is I can't turn around and buy a fresh t-shirt from China. Like that, that'd be so hypocritical on top of that. Like, cause I've been, I've been told like, no, Don, you should just do, you should just get the shirts and whatever, but no, like I'm going to look like the biggest hypocrite. And plus I already don't want to do that. So it's like a double negative. And so this is really for people who appreciate what I'm trying to say, and they're going to be able to embody that within this merchandise. They're going to feel great. They're going to be like, this is a thrifted shirt that I feel like looks so great, and I spent six bucks on it and you know stuff like that. I think it's a win-win all around for those who do, for those who can get over the idea of, of wearing a thrifted item. I mean, clothes are clothes. Once you wash it again, it's practically new to me. So Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's Thank how you. I was in school, but... Uh, Speaking of school, how were you in school? Were you athletic? Were you into any kind of sports mm-hmm. or arts or theater or what? I'm, I'm an overachiever. I'm a natural overachiever. But in high school, you know, I really focused on football. I liked football a lot. I loved football. And uh, the thing is, though, I was never – I was basically just a bench player. But I don't regret doing football despite really never being on the field because it got me in great shape doing the conditioning and stuff like that. And my junior year, I did football and I did soccer. Uh, I love playing soccer, and then I also did cross country. I, I was really academically gifted, more so than than uh, physically, and so I did dual enrollment my senior year, and so I didn't I actually went fully dual enrolled. And what that means is the high school pays for college credits, and I go to the college nearby. And so my oh nice yeah it is really nice. And so my senior year, I didn't take a single class at my high school. I went completely to my local college, and so I got my associates one year after I graduated high school and so that got me a good head start and then i went to a different nearby college a private college that i had a full ride scholarship to it covered about like like two hundred thousand dollars worth of uh classes and stuff like that and dude this was a huge deal to me i had been like a set on like a year hiatus of any school at the time because i was i graduated with my associates and i'm like okay well i don't want to put myself into debt because now we're getting to big money um, with a bachelor's degree. And so I'm like, all right, let me wait it out. Let me see which scholarships come through. And sure enough, the number one school with the number one scholarship came through. And uh, I was so excited. But then, you know, I go there. It was like a two-hour drive from my house, and I did that commute uh, every day of school. 
Uh, long story short, that didn't work out, and I ended up dropping out after two semesters. Mm. But now, I'm looking forward for this you know, next couple months. I'm going to go back into into college. I'm going to start fresh with a different bachelor's degree. Plan on becoming a, a wildlife biologist. And so I'm excited for that career. And that's like my worst case scenario is that I go through school and I become a wildlife biologist instead of some kind of like leader in the community and stuff like that. That's what I really want to be. I want to be some kind of like role model. But if that doesn't work out, that's okay because I'm totally content, you know, taking a long run and, and having a job directly impacting um, wildlife. That's awesome, man. I, did, I didn't Thank know you. you were that academic. Like, no no offense or anything. I just didn't know no, no. that. Uh, yeah. I'm like, damn, I mean, you got a scholarship and everything. I, I mean, I was mm. a, I was like a straight D student myself. So, <laughs> I, you hey. know, I barely, I barely graduated. Well, I graduated Flying Colors with my broadcasting uh, school, but uh, I went to community college for like three semesters and I was just like, nah, I can't do this no more. So. And that's okay. That's okay. Like there's that doesn't to hear that that doesn't put you in any kind of category for me because it could be people that struggle in school that are absolutely wiser and smarter than me and quicker at thinking than me. So I don't think it means anything to be honest to get to be a straight D student or to be like me where oh you know I didn't take classes at my high school and two hundred thousand dollars scholarship like that doesn't mean shit to me. So and in terms of uh, judging a person's character or abilities, yeah man, don't 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 feel bad, but. Yeah, I was I was thankful for all those things. I was thankful to be dual enrolled. I was so thankful for that scholarship. Um, and uh, you know, now I have to build off from that. It's been a while since I've been in school. I've been out of school for I think a year and like a half at this point. So I'm excited to go back, and I'm really excited to start a club at my local college because I'm going back to my local college, not 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 a far trip or anything like that. And so, and it'll be an eco-friendly co- club. It'll be revolving around basically you know everything that I care about. So I'm, I'm excited for that too. Yeah, the good man. I, I was about to say, yeah, stay with that. That sounds like awesome. You know, I'm, I'm really you. happy Thanks. for you. Just go, just keep going through with that. Thank you. Okay, so I have this question. Besides wanting to be a rapper, since you made it there, what else do you think you might want to get into? Which I guess now is wildlife and mm-hmm. doing that kind of stuff. Okay, getting into music. What is your favorite rock band? If you could pick one, it doesn't have to be a definite thing. This ain't in stone. But just something you know off the what? top of the head. Yeah, because I'm not even a rock music connoisseur. I haven't, I, I'm not, I don't dive too deep into that. But my favorite one off the top would have to be the basic Nirvana. As disappointing as that might be of an answer. I really do like a lot of the messages in the, uh, in the songs and the satirical content. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see you digging some Nirvana. Um, love it yeah I, I, yeah there are songs that i just adore along with the images and the music videos i just think it's a it's a good form of art they really did push music in the 90s to the next level so yeah um yeah definitely right on right on so what what about you hold on i'm curious what about you me oh man i whew. Ooh. oh if i could <laughs> pick one it like oh I don't want to say Kid Rock because he changed so much in lately, but like his earlier stuff was solid. I would have to say something that I grew up with as a kid rocking to more than anything would be Megadeth. Awesome. Great answer and a great reason. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Regarding how, you know, since you loved it as a kid. Yeah, absolutely go with that answer. Um what does Grey Turtle listen to at the moment? Like, what what are you rocking to? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I mean, I have some. 
I, I have a terrible habit of like getting into one artist in, in such a way where I'll just like go through their whole discography and like listen to them for like years. And in this case right now, it's definitely Lil Peep, probably on the top. Um, and then from him, he has a good friend that made music with him uh, that goes by Lil Tracy. But Lil Tracy used to go by a different artist named Young Bruh. And so Young Bruh is like underground rap music that I've delved into recently. Um, and then also a third artist to mention that I've been that I've been in love with since like probably 2015 is James Blake, who's like, I would describe him as being like, like a, vo- a, a strong vocalist mixed with like electronic like production. Um, he's like a synth master. I mean, he's just like a pure instrumentalist. He's just phenomenal at producing. But then again, he has like this like amazing voice to go with it. And so he, he's also worked with a lot of rappers. He's worked with Kanye West, Beyonce, Frank Ocean. You know, he, he's in the industry. And uh, so James Blake is probably my number one overall. But a lot, recently, a lot of little people, a lot of a lot of young bro. Yeah, I'll have to check him out. That sounds uh, that sounds right up my alley with uh, synthesizers and uh, stuff like that. And- yeah, you you'll appreciate a lot of his uh, a lot of his work, especially his older work, where he really primarily focused on his instrumentals. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. What I'll do is I'll text you a couple songs, and then you could from there you could branch off and and see what's good with him. Okay, sounds good. But yeah, you brought up Lil Peep, which I am yeah. glad you did because he- as I saw him blow up. Uh, in the past couple of years, I always kind of looked at those kind of rappers as, ugh, I, no, that ain't mm-hmm. my that ain't my cup of tea. I like right. Two Life Crew. I like the old school mm-hmm. stuff. But for some weird reason, I just listened to one of his songs, and I instantly got hooked. And it became like a guilty pleasure to listen ah. to him, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like, oh man. I think G Money's gonna hate me because I think I do like Lil Peep. <laughs> and then, but I was like, I, I, he had something that just really struck me, like as genuine, real, because mm-hmm. he seemed like the kind of rapper like he had all this fame coming to him and money, but yeah. he still felt horrible. And I mean, that's a Lil Peep is a great example of somebody that you know you could have it all, you could you know make all your dreams come true, but you know, fame isn't as great as everybody thinks it is or whatever, right. you know. Right. And uh, no, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up Lil Peep because I, I love Lil Peep. I'll listen to all his stuff. And uh, Lil Tracy, I got into a little bit of him, but I need I need to listen to more of him. He I have I have issues with his with Lil Tracy's music, but it's it's really his older music, Young Bro, that it's a different it's like a different personality within his old with his older music. And that's what I like to listen to. Lil Tracy, I still think I love his verses with Lil Peep. I think their collaborations are some of the best collabs um, across all music. All right, man, so I don't know where I heard this or how I heard this, but I heard you like fat girls. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, shit, I don't discriminate. I really don't. But it, there is, like, a point of where it, like, beyond any type of romance, just obesity is just bad. Like, obesity is not good, and I would never, ever promote that or a- enable that. Because it's a disease, like, legit, you know? People joke about it, but, like, it's a real issue, and um, only bad things come from that. So, overindulgence is bad, but, like, I mean, shit, you know, all my search history, you know, every now and then, you know, I type in that BBW. 
<laughs> you know, I can't blame you. I'm the same way. So I think I think we all got to have a little bit of the love for the fat girls. They need love too. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I can't discriminate against them because there's beauty in everybody, no matter what kind of shape. And uh, but but at the same time, it's not like you need to be a certain size or anything like that. But yeah. No, it should be personality rules overall, and you should just you know. But if you truly yeah. do love the person and they're really big and huge and they're obese, you mean you just be like, hey, you need yes. to lose the weight, huh? Yes. If if you really care about a person, you would you would help them. You would enforce them in being healthier for themselves and people around them. And that's how I feel about you know any given stranger. I would want to you know see them progress. And so that's why I say that. That's why I say there's a limit. And uh, it is a real disease. It's a disease. And so it absolutely needs to be you know maintained in a way where. You know, you can maintain a, a big figure, but still be healthy and, you know, try to, I feel like everybody should, you know, aspire to be that, to reach, to reach that. Yeah. Just a healthy weight. Cause yeah, I, I look at pictures of myself five years ago. I had a big round face, uh, a little, oh, preg- yeah? little pregnant belly. Yeah. I was, I was a big boy for, for my size and everything. Like I'm a really short dude. So if I had like an extra 30 pounds on me... Or what, what motivated you all that? What motivated me? Well, I was wanting to shoot a music video for the song Move Your Ass, and I wanted to look good in it. And I don't know, you, were, you said you seen the uh, Sunshine Fun Time music video. Yeah. yeah. I was a big boy then. I was fat in that video. And I think watching that video really made me feel bad. Not in a way to where I lost my self-esteem, but it was a way to challenge myself... To yeah. look better in my next music video, so Perfect. I was like, you know what? Yeah, uh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but right. that was me. That was me at the time, and like I didn't know any difference. But like after me just like watching the video, it was like a uh, shocker to me. Knowing I'm like, wow, I really did get big. It was like looking in a mirror. I mean, good for you. That's great that you were able to at some point in your life acknowledge it yourself. I mean. That's the best way to have it be done. And I mean, look at you. You said you lost how much how much weight have you lost since then? And then now I'm five foot two. So, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. super short. So my healthy weight should be at the max 130 pounds. But I was weighing in at 155, almost 160 pounds. There's a lot of people that will say, oh, that still ain't nothing. No, I weigh 200 and I'm at it. But dude, you don't realize if you're a small dude and you have all that extra weight, it shows like it crazy shows. bad. Yeah. I looked like a jelly bean. So, <laughs> so um, no, yeah, then I got on the scale and now where I'm at, I'm like 120. Good job, dude. That's a great improvement. If yeah, you put thanks. it to scale, I mean, holy crap, like that's a big deal. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, and it shows in my face and everything else, like, I could look at my, just, like, my body, and I'm, like, defined now, and it's, like, I've never been in this shape in my entire life, like, I always kind of had that extra weight, but I think it was just wanting to be in a music video and wanting to look good, you know? Yeah, So sometimes that's what it takes, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's amazing, it's amazing for you to be able to say that at your age, that now you're at the best health of your whole life. Because, like, so many people, they'll give up at a certain age and say, oh, well, if I'm this age and I'm still like this and whatever it is, what it is, I, I was just born to be like this. But no, that's bullshit. Like, you could, you could, you know, take efforts, change your lifestyle and make the change. And you are a living example of that, Ice. I hope you feel really proud of yourself because you should. I, I try to be. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. But, like, it's funny you say that because I see so many people that, like, 
they're almost 10 years younger than me now mm. and they're getting married mm-hmm. and they're having kids mm-hmm. and they just balloon up. Yep. I'm like, man. Right. Because then you could go on their Facebook profile and look back five years ago and they were just like, you know, this lean, mean machine. They're out like doing stuff mm-hmm. and now it's like they look like Paul Blart, you know, mall cop. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> It's I don't know what the what the you know phenomenon is, but you know they 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 get a lot of more a lot more responsibility, so that I understand. But I think you should always be able to make room for yourself because being your best self is also better for the people around you too. Definitely, definitely. This is a situation, so just kind of close your eyes and imagine what you would need. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're stuck on a desert island. It's the classic uh, question. <laughs> Love it. You're stuck on a desert island. Three things you could have with you. What are they? Oh man! All right, a desert island. So, I'm tr- I'm thinking of a fire. So, because fires are the best form of being found, and uh, so I'm trying to think. Maybe I want paper or some sort of like um, I can't think of the word, but a, any kind of burnable, consumable, along with a lighter, maybe a match. I'll, I'll count those as two things. So, something to set on fire and a tool that'll set it on fire, and then a third okay. thing. Um, I mean, look, uh, desert, it's hard. You can't get food, you can't get water. But if I, if I had to choose between either or, I got to have some kind of thermos of water. That's all I would really beg for in that kind of situation. Something to get me by. Hopefully I can start a fire, smoke gets found. And meanwhile, I, I sip my water until I get found. That's it. Cool. That that's, those are good, solid, uh, answers. I would uh, recommend instead of a thermos of water, but get one of those straws that you could, you know, it filters. The light you straw. You drink it. Yeah. 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 Great product, man. Thank you for reminding me about that. That's an amazing thing. I can't believe that it exists. Because you could, you could find any murky puddle, you know? Yeah. Drink out of it. It's mm-hmm. tight. Now, I don't know. Would that, that would still work for salt water too, wouldn't it? Um, I, I'm sure it would. I've seen them drink out of like dirt ass, like brown water. So I'm not sure <laughs> if like the solidity makes a big difference, but... I feel like yeah. if it could go through that kind of bacteria level, then I'm sure it could do salt. But I don't know. It's a good question. I actually have a water bottle where I fill it up with water, and there's like a filter inside of it. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I usually take that on trips and just fill it up at any water fountain I see at a rest stop or whatever. And Yeah, perfect. Tastes awesome. So, yeah. I was going to say real quick, that's good because a lot sure. of public um, water fountains, they're not, they're not healthy. Like, they – like. The water systems, the pipelines, they need to be better maintained. I've heard bad things about them from people that worked within within that industry of, of taking care of the water. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. It, it is nuts. Yeah, I know a guy who works for the sewer department, and, uh, yeah, he, he has some stories, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I want to get into, like, trying to see what I could do to help that, uh, at least in my in my county, get a position going or something, get a rally going and, and make sure these waters are these water sources are clean. So that's what that reminded me of when you mentioned that you used that, that bottle. That's great. That's great that you use that bottle. Yeah. Recommend it 100%. Awesome. We're going to get into the love section of this interview. Ooh la la. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to start off with a burp. <laughs> Ooh la la. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. Okay. So, okay. Imagine you, Gray Turtle. At 1.30. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. It's in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah. And uh, you got that burning desire. Oh, man, what a terrible feeling. 
I know. And so you, <laughs> it's not fun. It's not. We all have been there. Uh, you go on your apps on your phone and you start to download the Tinder app. Okay. Uh-huh. And now you're starting to fill it out. So we're going to go through all these things that you need to fill out and we'll figure out what your Tinder profile would be. Mr. Turtle, yep. Mr. Gray Turtle. That's me. <laughs> you go to your height. What is your height? Uh, 5'8", but my friends say I'm 5'7". But that's, oh, okay. that's, that's a myth. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like 5'7.9", so that's a 5'8", rounds up. I, I, I say I'm 5'2", but I'm really like 5'2 and a half, but I round down for myself. I Aww, don't know why. That's humble. <laughs> that's humble of you. Yeah, well, you good, know. Good karma will come back in a way where, if, you know, the fact that you've done that so much, you know, it'll pay off in a good way. Well, the way I see it is by the time the day is over with, you know how gravity kind of like squishes everybody <laughs> down? You're I right. am 5'2 by the time I'm going to bed, so. Shit, gravity, <laughs> I, I can't believe gravity does that to all of us. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh, your weight. Weight. Um, I would say like a solid like 140, 145. You're lean. You're a little lean boy. I am. I'm a lean boy. I'm a lean boy. I did a lot yeah. of sports, and then and then when I stopped, I lost all my muscle, and so like, I'm like ba- I'm like barely clinging on to the muscle I had from high school at this point. You know, with my uh, like once a month gym trips and like bullshit like that. So you yeah, know, yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I'm lean. I'm lean. It happens, buddy. It'd be like that. Um, yeah. Your hair color? Brown. It was blue and green for a little bit, but only like tinted. It was really cool, uh, but now it's just that, that is cool. Thanks. It's just uh, back to brown though. Your ethnicity? Um, is Italian an ethnicity, dog? Because like I don't really want to put white, but you could put white. Just put white. It's just a dumb dating app. Like people don't really. I mean, people do care actually about that shit, which is unfortunate. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, nah, just white. Like I haven't been on Tinder, but I have seen from like other people when they they look on their Tinders, and I'll be like just watching them on their phone, like yeah, I'm gonna check out this chick. You know. Um, mm-hmm. There's some people, they're like people that put stuff in their bio. They say, if you're this, don't even bother. If you're that, don't even bother. If you're completely stereotyping a person into being a certain, like in a certain way, uh, specifically negative, uh, based on their nationality, that's. I would just see it as dumb because yes. uh, you're, you're basically canceling out a huge percentage of the population of either women or males. Yeah, uh, that you would uh, maybe possibly really tr- find true love in, but yeah, but God forbid, no, God forbid, can't be with an Italian. I don't know, all their all their meatballs and <laughs> mustaches, can't stand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll love an Italian. Don't worry. Thank you, thank you, Ice. Thank you. <laughs> you can make me all the spaghetti you want, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Um, the quotes that you live by. What are some quotes? Quote that I live by. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm not living by a fucking quote, dude. No disrespect to the question, but I don't think there's any quote that I live by. Like, follow your instincts? Is that, a, is that technically a quote? I, I try to follow my instincts into every decision that I, that I can make, big and small. You know, I just trust my instinct and try to see what the best thing is because too many people base their decisions on logic. But the thing is, like, our logic is based on what we know. And we don't know everything. So it's hard sometimes. You, you, you could think that you're doing everything right and all these bad things are happening to you, but it's because you're just missing information. And I don't know. It, it's so much to think about. I'm at a point where it's like, you know what? What does my instinct say? Do I take a left? Do I take a right? Do I buy this? Do I buy that? Do I go here? Do I go there? So, you know, 
I just, you know, I, if, there's, if there's any quote, it's follow your instinct. That's good to always go with your gut instinct. Always. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't even know if I have a quote that I could live by besides the one and only quote that every mom at Target at about 10 a.m. No. Shopping no. for whatever. Don't say it. Getting your Starbucks. Don't the say only it. quote that I do live by ice, ice don't do is... It. <laughs> Live. No. Laugh. No, no, ice, please, no, ice. Love. <laughs> oh, no. My shell just broke. My little gray shell just broke. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'll get some super glue. Thanks. Super glue sur- fixes everything. Everything. Duct tape. Duct tape and super glue. Thank you. All right, so live, laugh, love. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so yeah. a one-sentence biography a one-sentence about biography. yourself. All right, mm-hmm. and, see, and see, this is where I got to cheat, Ice, all right? So far, I've been given genuinely fresh answers from these questions, but let me tell you something mm-hmm. right now. I, I do have a Tinder. I, I recently got a Tinder, actually. I would advise anybody to just not get it at all, not even for a second. It's just, it complicates uh, how people judge you, because, like, I'll be in at work, and, like, I think I'll recognize somebody, and like, oh man, if, if I think for a split second that they possibly, that we like may have matched on Tinder, or if I saw them on Tinder, like, oh my God, like it just makes everything so much more <laughs> stressful. It's so stressful. Cause like for me, and I know there's a lot of people that relate, I think a lot about how people perceive me. That app specifically because of its reputation, it just complicates everything, man. It is not mm-hmm. worth it. And in a way it's forcing fate. You know, it's like you're trying to you know, reach out and see something happen but and make something happen, but don't do that, man. It's just bad. But to answer your question, I'm going to go on my app. I haven't been All here right. in a minute, actually. I'm pretty proud of that. I'm on my profile. <clears throat> and here's how it reads. I guess it reads as, like, one sentence because it's not too much. Wildlife enthusiast. Oh, and I had a typo in enthusiast. Uh, see, that's why people don't talk to me. The thing I'm Exactly. <laughs> I, put, I put enthusiast. <laughs> Great. Anyways, I put artist, how egotistical of me. I put Captain Planet's illegitimate son and a recycling emoji. I like that one the most. That's a good one. Thank you. And then right below that, I put ask me how you can help the environment. And, a, and I put a, a smiley face emoticon. Not an emoji, but the emoticon. And then I like the, the emoticons better. Yeah, oh, way better, dude. So much more like creativity is involved with like being able to make them. And, like, and they just have a better fucking like, energy with them, man. Those emojis are disgusting. But, yeah, um, you need to use the dash for the nose in between the eyes and the mouth. Sometimes dude. I do. Okay. I usually don't. Um, below that, I had hashtag consent is content because I'm a full believer in consensual actions. And then I put my Instagram down below at one point. I don't remember putting that there, but I was probably just like, you know what? I'm never going to go on this app anymore. So I'll just put my Instagram if anybody really cares enough to, to talk to me about the, the environment. I mean, I feel like it's a great description of me, and I think it's very wholesome, which reflects who I am. And you know, it's not, it's not too crazy. But I love the typo. I mean, that's only fitting. I, I, I have uh, typos all the time. Not misspellings, yeah. but typos. Like I know how to spell the word, but, uh, anyways, yeah. You're perfectly imperfect. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you, dude. You I need no... to have that tattooed in uh, <laughs> uh, some kind of weird <laughs> font. Yeah, and like a and like a imperial font. Like on my yeah. chest or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> flourish, flourish. Make it like look uh, all cursive. Perfectly yeah. imperfect. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Thank you. 
live laugh love yep exactly live laugh love <laughs> that's what that's what that's what we got to do man okay so the last question for your tinder profile on a scale from one to ten how would you rate yourself hmm the circumstances are everything so on this app if it was if this was like a indeed bro it's 10 out of 10 you know what i mean but this isn't indeed, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is Tinder. So I just put like a I just put like a six for the subliminal message of it all. I'll be the six, you be the nine, right? <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> no, but you made it even better, Ice. Uh okay. Okay. That's above average. That's good. You know. Then <laughs> yeah. I'll get the job done. <laughs> Tech, yeah, it, adequate, adequate gang. Adequate gang. Shout out to all my yeah. adequates out there. All right, guys, so now it is time for Grey Turtle's Guide for Dealing with Chicks. This is all about situations Grey Turtle would be in with a woman, and he's going to tell me what he would do in these situations. So here we go. It's a hot summer day, and you're enjoying yourself with your friends, and you see a complete smoke show of a woman alone ordering (laughs) an ice cream at a stand. You feel compelled to let her know you exist. What uh-huh. would Grey Turtle do? Oh, man. Okay. I'll tell you what my mind would plan out, and then I'm going to tell you what I would physically execute. Okay. So my mind would be like, you know, oh, let me say something kind of smart, funny, and like, you know, just lighthearted. Something lighthearted, not to be too imposing, because I hate being imposing on a person, especially a woman especially a woman by herself that's like just i i really typically don't want to bother women by themselves i just you know want to respect their you know distance if i really feel compelled my head's gonna say hey you know it's real hot outside that ice cream's gonna melt a lot slower inside my car (laughs) or at at my crib if you want to take that to the crib that's what my head's gonna say like oh damn that's kind of smooth that's kind of funny she could say no and it wouldn't be too awkward you just gotta take the l and walk away but if she says yes then or you know she says something else funny whatever my body what i'm gonna physically execute is this uh hey uh hi hey i I like your hair oh thanks uh yeah and then i just walk away that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen every single time it's just relentless i can't do i can't put myself to do it ice i can't do it so that's what goes on that's just the conflictions of being me okay what would happen in real life was the most romantic love story i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) and now we're gonna move on to the next one they base that off the notebook just so you know oh really yeah i I Mm -hmm. check that out again um yeah okay your girl starts giving you shorter and shorter text messages and starts being quote unquote busy a lot more Mm. What mm. would Grade Turtle do? First of all, I will respect a person that says they're busy. I will always give a person the benefit of the doubt. Now, you said, quote, unquote, my girl is sexing me this. So clearly, I have some kind of connection with this person. I'm not going to immediately doubt them, okay? That's just that's kind of disrespectful to just doubt somebody that you've been through you know, a lot with or that you have a connection with. So I'm definitely going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But if it gets fishy, if it starts to get really fishy, this is something that needs to be talked about in person. So my main goal, my main priority is to get face to face with them in a comfortable atmosphere, not out with friends, not probably not out at all, probably somewhere private and just say, Hey, look, I'm a little concerned. You know, if there's anything you got to say, you know, you could be honest with me and you know, yada, yada. And then let them talk, let them see, you know, watch their reaction, watch their face, watch your body language. You get to see that whole, the whole presentation, 
Because through a text message, even through a phone call, you can't get the whole thing. And so many people fuck up and they rely on those things. And then it just leads to just a mess of a situation. So if it really gets bad, well, first of all, I wouldn't, I, you know, it'd be hard to doubt them if I really do care about them and if I have a connection with them. But if it gets to that point, got to see them in person. Right. It is a lot on how their body language is because through a text, you can never really tell. And that's why I always prefer phone calls or seeing the person in person. I'm not a big, mm-hmm. um, you know, text guy. I'm not a fan of texting too much because a lot of communication is lost by just sending some words, you know, that mm-hmm. someone reads. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, whenever you go up to a person and you say, hey, why is why aren't you texting as much like you used to? Why are you always busy? And watch, because I don't know about you, but if they were to say, I'm not doing anything wrong, okay, no big deal. But if they get right. defensive and start wanting to fight, yeah, that's a red flag, I think. Yeah, and I think a great technique is to definitely offer your efforts as being the problem immediately. So is it, you always ask them, hey, is this something I said or did? Was it because of this? Was it, you know, was it because of that? Is it because I'm like this? Is it, you know, did I ever say anything? And that will subconsciously make them feel so bad that if they are hiding something, they're more uh, vulnerable to letting it out and be like, you know what? I can't do this to this kid. Let me just tell him straight up. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. always offer yourself as being the problem first, but not like in a self-deprecating kind of way. Like, oh, am I a loser? Like, not like that, but just be like, <laughs> hey, did I, you know, yeah, like, did I do something? And then let them be like, oh, you know what? Let me just, you know, come straight, come clean, you know, stuff like that. So those are little things that you could do to really get straight to the point with a person unless you're dealing with a real psycho then you'll never know (laughs) then you will never know man you will never never know Mm -hmm. you see a woman who holds the door open for others and remembers your birthday how many days until you ask to marry her one tenth of a day (laughs) (laughs) i know that's like a unicorn right there (laughs) that that instant i mean what a great personality you know, that's the type of thing where it doesn't take a woman for me to compliment them, like outrageously compliment them. If I see an older man doing that for people, I'm looking him in the eye and I'm saying, thank you. Like, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Stuff like that. But stuff like that, I appreciate so much. The little things in life are so important to me. And the little moments like that mean so much to me that, you know, damn right. If she's a single, lonely, wholesome woman, I don't care what she looks like. I'm, I'm there for her. I'm there for her. Marry me. You meet the hottest chick ever, personality-wise, just everything. She swears she loves you, and only you, but Uh she has two kids, and the baby daddy is in jail. What would Grey Turtle think and do? Oh, man. It was already tough when you said she swears that she loves me. That that alone, I mean, I'm I'm kind of skeptical, all right? I am Mm kind of skeptical. I wouldn't say I'm too cynical, but just realistically speaking— you know, a lot of people jump to things and, you know, I don't, I don't quite appreciate that. You know, you got to take things in as, you know, in the long term. So it already was a great uh, situation to evaluate. But then you threw in two kids with the same baby daddy who is in jail. Yes, sir. Look, man, I, realistically, people will take advantage of you. They will abuse your kindness. They will abuse your resources. So I'm looking at this person. And with with this blank canvas that I have, I don't know what kind of moments we've had in this in this you know fit, false reality. But honestly, I'm imagining we haven't had too many um, that are too crazy, genuine, and too too amazing. I wouldn't you know I, I really wouldn't take it 
as much because she could be trying to just get some money out of me um, to support her and her family while her her true love is, is you know, locked away. So, you know, I mean, that's just a cynic in me. That's just the negative person in me. But at the same time, that's realistic. That's very realistic. People just they do what they can to survive. And sometimes they don't even do it on purpose, but they will take advantage of people um, around them. And so that's an important thing to remember, too, is like sometimes, you know, like they really do care about you, but they also care more about what you could do for them. And I think that might be one of those situations. So, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't fall too too deeply into that, you know, and get get too close to that person. Yeah. Depending on certain on certain details. I mean, you know, you never know. That, that's the objective thing in, in me, though. Like, I wouldn't just deny somebody that has two kids and a baby daddy. You're out with the boys and your girl won't stop texting you. There's no emergency going on. There's no problem. And your girlfriend is still texting you. Only because she's lonely at home and she's just mad that you're out with the boys. It's a jealousy thing and she just keeps mm-hmm. blowing up your phone. What would you do then? I, I'm going to prioritize who I'm around and I don't, I don't regret that. If she can't respect that, then she's not my girl because it'll be same, it'll be same vice versa. If I'm with her in person and nothing crazy is happening, we're just having, you know, we're just hanging out and then so-and-so wants to have a casual conversation with me, text message, whoever that is uh, over the phone, they're, they're just going to have to wait. No disrespect. I'm in somebody else's company. That's just rude. So without a doubt, I'm going to prioritize who I'm with in that situation. Okay, cool, cool. Because, yeah, I I didn't think about that when I uh, gave you this question about if you're just hanging out and, you know, you get a text from your girl, of course, text her back. Or especially if it's an emergency, you call her. If you get a text from your girlfriend and she's like, something really bad is going on, please, please call me. Call her, Mm -hmm. you know, or, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, just give her a call. Yeah, and say and vice versa with uh, if I am at Dave and Buster's, you know what I mean, and some series happens like you know unexpectedly, then I am going to put my phone away and I am going to take care of the situation. You know, if the conversation turns for worse, for example, or or whatever, then then I'm going to just ignore the the phone, even though you know I enjoy the the moment of texting my girl. But like for the most part, the advantage goes towards who I'm around. Great turtle. <clears throat> yes. A chick you like finds out that you make music. Now, which song of yours do you choose to play for her? Wow. Wow. Ice, man. Ice got the heat. I don't mess around when it comes to interviews, bud. What a great question. All right. Easily. Oh, you know what? It's not that easy. It's not that easy. My number one song of a first impression of who I am as an artist that I would prefer any, any given person, mm-hmm. no matter what age, no matter what style, no matter what personality is fear, no loss. Okay. That's the number one thing. But in some cases, if they got like an alternative kind of personality, if they're a little bit more edgy, I like bones a lot. I would show them bones. Okay. I think, I think bones because it's a quick song. It's, I, I think it's a bop. It's a hit. It's enjoyable. It's different. It's a little refreshing because it is a little different. It's quick. I think that's a really important thing, honestly. I, I would hate to just I, – I don't quite appreciate dedicating so much of my own uh, creation to somebody's time because it's like if they don't like it, then I, I'm basically just torturing them, and they're most likely not going to say anything. So, like, I just want to do something <laughs> quick and see where they – you know what I mean? I yeah. would hate to give somebody, like, a six-minute song, and then at the end they're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, so I'll definitely do Bones. It's like a minute, 20 seconds or something like that, like – a minute, 40 seconds. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. I think those two songs, it's split between those two. Okay. You're dating a girl for a couple months now. 
and she asks you to get her laundry out of the dryer as she's doing her hair. You take the clothes and put them in the basket. You don't try to seek it out, but you blatantly see in her underwear a vast array of doo-doo stains. <laughs> what do you I, do? <laughs> Why was I expecting that? I just, I just saw that coming from the... <laughs> okay, what do I do? Oh, ice. We're all humans. That we are. Yes, sir. I mean, I hate to use this phrase, but I'm not going to go ape shit on her. I'm not going to go crazy about it. It's not hygienic. I mean, I can't imagine a situation where it excuses that, but it's 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 concerning. I'd be concerned. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'd say something. I mean, that's a that's a scary situation, Ice. Do you know what I do? Only, it's only a couple months. You said only a couple months, right? Yeah, it's only a couple months. So you could call it quits now if you see doo doo stains in her panties. I mean, it wouldn't be too much of a loss. <sighs> But that would hurt her feelings. I don't like hurting people's feelings. No, and doo-doo stains are nothing to break up over. Yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah, because we are, we're all humans. We're all humans. So yeah. it, it was like a, it was like a moment. Yo, you know what? I shit my pants like fairly recently in life. <laughs> Yo, that was horrible. It was so horrible. I had to drive in it too. Oh, oh, terrible. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Okay, I'm, I'm man enough to, to own up to my own mistakes. But I, I sharted, and uh, I mean, it was just a little bit, but. You know, like I hope, I hope somebody would forgive me. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. It was very, it was very situational. I wasn't like messing around trying to be like a three-year-old trying to see how loud I could fart. But like, it was very situational. It was a really shitty situation, pun intended. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? We all make mistakes. We're all human. It's just a body function. It's not like whatever. Like I would, I would I'm curious if that was the situation. Yeah. What well, would you do? Well, to me, that's a regular Tuesday for me. Shit in my pants, but. <laughs> You know, uh, well, here's what I would do <clears throat> now, based on the fact that this would be if this was my girl, she would probably have a really great sense of humor. I would probably be be rolling the dice doing this, what I would do, but I would call her Dale Earnhardt Jr. for having racing stripes in her underwear, and that would be her nickname. I would call her Dale Earnhardt. Hey, Dale Earnhardt, how's it going? You've been racing today? <laughs> that's how you earn her heart buddy yeah but <laughs> Dale Earnhardt look that is just peak comedy because if that delivers successfully then you know you have a keeper life is too short to be too judgmental yeah although I, I still stand by it being disgustingly not hygienic but no. to make the most out of it is just what life is all about so that's like I think what you your answer is also a great answer I love it. You know, and who's to say she asked you to get that laundry out and she had known that she did that. Maybe she did that yes. to show you, Yes. you know, and exactly. see see how you would react. Maybe that was a test. So That's exactly. Yo, you know? hey, look, girls are smart. They'd be doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they really yeah, be out they, here. They're, they're, yeah, a lot smarter than us. That's for sure. Yeah. Guys are dumb. Yeah. Shout out to G-Money. Shout out to G-Money. <laughs> I <laughs> well, gotta laugh about this it. Sorry, is, this go ahead. Is, no, this is a great guide. This is gonna be a guide that a lot of dudes are gonna be just keeping just in their wallet to make sure, you know, <laughs> okay, what what would happen now? I need to take a look and check this out now. Okay, all right. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr., got it. Okay, so here we go. We got two more to go. Your perfect wife, or what you thought was a perfect wife, brings home another woman for you. 
You feel as it may be a test, or your wife is just that much of a freak. You're not sure. Do you accept or do you not? Without a conversation happening about this, I decline strongly. If that's my perfect wife, I'm not even lusting another woman. And that's how loyal I am. It just doesn't make sense to me. It, doesn't, it wouldn't feel right. I would not enjoy it. No matter how hot this person is that she's bringing in, I wouldn't enjoy the act of doing that because I'm, it just wouldn't feel right. And so it's an easy decline. Even with the conversation, I still don't know how I feel about it. It would take a lot of talking in order for me to be comfortable with that. Great answer, because I'd be the same way. I'd be like, no, I just love you. Why would I want this? You know? Yeah, like, like I appreciate Like, that means a lot to me if they're willing to do that. Unless it's for their own gain, if they're like, but that's part of the conversation. You know what I mean? That's part of, of having that conversation with that person. Right. Um, but for the most part, like, not like, I'm good. I, I really, I, I don't know. Like You would really have to think about that, because if it was a test just to, you know, it's like, why would she want to test you like that? You know, she should already know mm-hmm. that you love her. But yeah, so, that's a good point. So that would make me think, test or not, she's probably a little uh, curious with herself. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Which is okay. I'm not condemning that. But all that is part of that. Like very, very important conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, people lack that too. You gotta have these. You ha- gotta have these great conversations with each other about these things. Yeah, me personally, I'd be like, nah. I, you know, I'm married to you. Sorry, but that's how it is. You're no fun. Eh, sorry, I'm. Boring. You know what? In, in the same sense, I, I'm kind of alongside with you because it's like, man, like if I if you can't appreciate me enough to where you need this to like what to like fulfill your like like what like what do you need like why do you feel like you would need that if if they're if she's really pushing it for example yeah i'd be offended i'd be kind of offended at that point actually like damn like you know it's one thing to like kind of want that but like nah it could be it could be pretty touchy if like uh if it's pushed pretty hard right and the only action i would really take would be to wonder what happened to her in her past because if she has this kind of an idea and just it's sprung up on you out of nowhere, you would want to dig deep into what if she has any kind of trauma or something happened to her bad in the past that makes her wired that way. Sporadic. And so to be a good husband, you would want to maybe care for and be like, why? what is wrong? What's going on? We should maybe see therapy for you or something because there's obviously this thing that sprung up on me and I didn't know this, you know, so like... You know, maybe yeah. we should just figure out what what's what really happened, you know, at some point in your life. Yeah, that that type of behavior. I mean, that's very easily. I think I could, you know, I, I would agree would be able to be tracked to something happening. Um, I mean, how they were raised or the environment they were in. And they just think that it's OK to, like, you know, be sporadic like that in such a in such sensitive situations. You know, I feel like most people are sensible enough to talk about it. But without a conversation happening. That'd be concerning. Yeah, that, that would be pretty concerning. Like you, you'd have to talk about that. I mean, that'd be. I like the question because I think most most people think that most men would be like, "Oh, I don't care. Yeah, do hell yeah. My thing two two hot chicks. <laughs> yeah, my wife's okay with it. No, man, she's okay with it. It's all right." Like I feel like most people think that about most men, and uh, so I think that's an important question. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad that we have that similar answer. Yeah, I mean, I think any normal, well-adjusted, somewhat people you know would think nah that ain't for me because uh i could i could tell you once upon a time i had that same thing happen to me that's what you know i kind of dug this question up from my past i wasn't married or anything but 
I said, no, I'm in a relationship with you. Why would I want that? What was her reaction? She was, was she disappointed? Just, she was just disappointed, yeah. I mean, but dumb me, I was just, uh, I just moved on. I didn't think about it. I should have thought about it a bit more because that was quite a bit of a red flag as to what eventually happened anyways, but yeah. Man, I'm sorry, Ice. No, don't be sorry. I dodged a cannonball. So. Good. All right. Good <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah, Good. yeah. I did better. Okay, now we're down to the last question. Here we are. Your first date is with a new girl who's coming over to watch a movie with you. She tells you she's cool with any kind of movie. Knowing what type of the movie would determine how the rest of the night would go, what movie would Grey Turtle choose if he's trying to get lucky by the end of the night? Okay, okay, hold up. That See, that last wording just twisted the whole thing. <laughs> if I'm trying to get lucky, oh, man, I don't know any fucking dumb chick flicks and shit like that. I don't know what to put on. I don't fucking know. All I could think of, Ice, initially, without that twist at the end, if I'm just there to, like, if, if you were, for example, to ask me, what movie would Grey Turtle choose? I would choose Chef with um, Jean Favreau and some other actors, the guy who plays Sid from Ice Age. I, I can't remember his name, but uh, great movie. And this is coming from a person who hates movies. That I kind of held in a chuckle from when you said come over for a movie night. I would never do that. I mean, I just hate movies. But then, secondly, this original SpongeBob SquarePants movie is prime comedy plot everything it is just a f- amazing movie that's one of my favorite movies of all time the original spongebob squarepants movie so if she can't get down with that shit then that's an immediate no like that's how i would get the best impression of her is from watching the spongebob movie but if it comes to like if i'm trying to show off my you know taste chef because chef is a like a great like very high class movie um great writing great story but um so that, those are my initial um, initial answers. But to answer your original question, I don't know. I don't know any movies that like would a horror movie. I guess like you know what I mean. Like that's what people cuddle up to and like. Ugh, gross! Yeah. Like ugh, I don't even want to. That's I'm, so gross. I don't know. I'm not a fan of horror movies myself. I find them quite cheesy. Um, yeah, but I could tell uh, since uh, no titles are coming to your head. Um, I could give some advice to the guys out there checking this out or girls, you know, um, here's a, here's a couple, uh, titles of movies that you would want to put on if you want to get your girl in the mood. (laughs) I I hope you're going to say like cast away, (laughs) toy story three, Yeah, toy story, uh, (laughs) Jurassic park, back to the future. (laughs) Back to the Future Three. That's the worst one. Yeah, That's yeah. The worst one. That is the worst one. <laughs> I hope. I go. I hope. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say your list. <laughs> oh, Uncle Buck with John Candy. <laughs> yeah, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, exactly. That's a panty soaker. <laughs> you saw the part when he fought the Segway. Whoo! Man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Whoa, she gripped me hard on that part. Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> it, dude. Now I have three kids. I could, you know, it all started from Mall Cop. Couldn't help myself. Uh, no, oh. but um, here's, here is some legit movies. If you want to get your girl in the mood. Now, not all girls are going to feel this way, but uh, these are some 
Definitely good picks. There's two movies that come to my mind right now. It's Nine and a Half Weeks with Kim Basinger and some other guy. I can't, I don't know his name. Nine and a Half Weeks. It's an old, it's an older movie, like from the 80s or mid, early 90s. Now that's like mild, but the real hot one is called Unfaithful with Diane Keaton. Or not Diane Keaton, Diane Lane. Unfaithful, like the first time I saw that, hands down, I knew it was like the most hottest movie I've ever seen. Like I put that at number one automatically. What? Unfa- I never even heard of it. What's the plot? It sounds terrible by the, by the movie oh, yeah, title yeah, to yeah. have a girl come over and be like, yeah, we're going to watch a movie called Unfaithful. <laughs> right, and <laughs> like, it is. As if, as if it's like dropping a sign. Yeah, no, and it is like you got you to gotta just watch it as like, look, this is not how I feel or what I want you to feel, but just let's just watch this because this is a really hot, thrilling movie. Like there is, there is some darkness to it too. I mean, there is a lot of darkness because there's a murder in it and a lot of other things. But I could give you the, the summary is basically there's uh, Richard Gere is the husband, Diane Lane is the wife, and they have a kid, and they're pretty uh, wealthy. Everything's good, and uh, Diane Lane goes into the city to buy some stuff for some party, a birthday party or something. Anyways, it's really windy, and one thing leads to another, and she hurts herself or something, but she bumps into this really nice, uh, hot French guy, and um, he's a lot younger, and uh, he, he takes her up to his apartment you know, oh, band-aids are in there, you know, you skinned your knee or whatever. And she's like, oh, thank you, you know. Then I guess they he has like books or something. He has like a library in his apartment and he starts talking about all these books and how he's like a big book nerd and, oh, the, here's the first issue of White Fang or whatever and look at this and all that. And she's like, oh, wow, he's a man that's dignified and intelligent. <laughs> he reads mm-hmm. books, you know. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. And, um, Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets her number or something, and then they start. She comes by for a second time because she happens to be in the city, and she brings muffins. And uh, then she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go now." And then he just grabs her, and they start making out. <clears throat> she starts like making up excuses and leaving just to meet this guy. And there's a scene in a bathroom where they meet when her friends are sitting out front, and they have no idea, you know, what's right, going on. Right. It, I don't know. It's just. It's it's a really hot movie, you know. Me explaining it, you just got to watch it, you know. Yeah. Um, and you really can't feel bad for Diane Lane or, like, think of her as, like, oh, you go, girl, you're really doing what you need to do because Richard Gere, her husband, is just this really nice guy. And uh, it, it's, it's rather disgusting, but at the same time, it is really hot. It, you just got to watch it, though. As for me, you know, like in real life, I've, you know, it, it would be something that would really disgust me. But theatrically, in a movie, it's okay to watch. And then, yeah. you know, really kind of suspend your disbelief and your morals a little bit and just watch it, take it for what it is, you know? I understand. I, I would definitely, I think uh, personally, I'd rather get some ass to the end of Toy Story 3. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's me, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, everybody. Wilson! Wilson, I'm sorry, Wilson. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just pounded I mean, it. Every, every... Pounded it to it. Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> definitely. Wilson, you get over here. Wilson. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so that is that. That is uh, a wrap for 
Gray Turtles Guide to Chicks, dealing with chicks and all of that. Is there anything else, any advice you would like to give the guys or the gals out there? Man, to anybody out there, just always find confidence in yourself. And if you really have problems trying to, you know, build up courage for yourself to really do things that you want to do, just make li- make the lifestyle changes that you really feel like you need and stop sitting around and acting like something magical is going to happen. You got to make it happen. It takes failures to become successful. Never give up on yourself. Never give up even on the people around you. People change. Um, but if, if you don't have the supporting cast, you know what? You have to be your, uh, your best supporter. So never give up on yourself. Um, and always be honest. Honesty is, is so important in life. Even when it hurts, it's better than having somebody or yourself live in a fantasy. So be honest, be confident, and make the change that you want to see in this world. Art is a great thing. Gray Angels out 1121. I hope my music, you know, it's very personal. Um, I hope it can help you build your your own confidence as it has for me. Making this album has meant a lot to me, honestly. And I really feel like I've changed as a person. I feel like I've like uh, gone through a metamorphosis while creating this album. And so I don't say it to promote any kind of brand of my own, but just like, you know, sometimes people need to hear people be themselves in order to feel encouraged. And so I hope people can listen to this and just embrace the pain that they're going through. Um, you know, through through my own success of, of me doing it. You know, I've embraced pain and it pays off, guys. Like, I just can't emphasize that anymore. But, you know, embrace what you're going through and it'll pay off. No truer words have ever been spoken. Dante. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, Mr. Gray Turtle. And, My pleasure. Uh, yeah. Um, like you said, Gray Angel coming out, dropping November 21st on all platforms mm-hmm. and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people subscribe to you, find you, follow you, and all that? Oh, thank you. I w- See, this, these are the things that I forget about. All right, so YouTube, subscribe to me on YouTube, Gray Turtle, G-R-E-Y space t-u-r-t-l-e um instagram lil gray turtle uh where else i guess twitter lil gray turtle snapchat lil gray or snapchat nah fuck snapchat i don't care about snapchat good but add me on instagram definitely add me on youtube guys everybody add me on youtube please i plan on doing so much i plan on doing social experiments this is more than just music on my youtube channel please subscribe to my youtube um i plan to do um on um doing my own pat podcast of basically trying to um, educate people on how to be environmentally friendly, all sorts of stuff, you know, all, all sorts of little things on that channel. So, you know, along with my music, YouTube channel, Gray Angel, or I'm sorry, Gray Turtle, please subscribe. Right on, man. I'm ready. I subscribe to your channel and I see you got all the tracks already preloaded and just ready to drop on the day. Yeah. So you yeah. got your stuff oh. in order. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you for noticing that. Yeah, I have it premiered. I'm worried about how it works, you know, because I premiered them all and they don't let you pick pick a specific time. Only like, for example, I have it set to be 12 a.m. And I'm going to do a live chat because it's a live chat option when you premiere these things. And so I want to have a live chat, but they're all scheduled at 12 a.m. I don't know how this is going to work. I'm going to have to get everybody to go onto Fear No Loss, the YouTube thing, but I'm going to deal with that later. 
But anyways, so thank you for bringing that up because I worked hard on like setting up the descriptions and making sure the files are all in place and all that stuff. And so I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, that. yeah, man, definitely. I, you know, I'm ready in a couple days. It's gonna drop. So everybody, check it out. Gray Angel, that's his album. Gray Turtles, the artist, and mm-hmm. November 21st everywhere, YouTube especially. So check it out. And uh, that is that. Thanks for being on the show, man. I'm sure I'm going to be calling you and talking to you once again very soon. Cannot wait. I loved it. I love this whole experience. Ice, ice, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, Uh, man. It it was a pleasure to have you on. I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. So definitely. So good. Yeah. Good luck on your album and all that. And uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Peace. Peace. All right, guys. Well, after our little chat, we're going to now get into the exclusive song that me and Grey Turtle did. Check it out. This song is called Make Like Life, and you heard it right here, only on Industrial Industries World Radio. How about you make like life and suck? Lil Grey I'm stepping on the beach Litter and reach I flex when I bend back Straight bend the knees Performing perfect form For when I pick it up These boomers staring at me I don't give one fuck Okay, boomer Got your grandma Dishing plastic Magic You may as well have littered If you ever walk past it I'm a pop star, rock star, but I'm rapping Favorite artist, hot garbage, acid You wanna make me happy, wanna cheer me up You wanna make me happy, wanna cheer me up You wanna make me happy, wanna cheer me up Then when you see trash, pick it up How about you make like life and suck? How about you make like life and suck? Hey yo, I, I got something to say here. It's DJ Glowing Ice and I'm on the track With your girl begging me for an autograph I've got sunglasses on and I look pissed off So I signed a CD, then I said get Get lost, lost, babe Chicks like that are a waste of my time To you, I'm sure you think that they're a dime I'm looking for a hundred, I'm looking for a grand I need a good woman and a plot of land You wanna make me happy, you wanna cheer me up You wanna make me happy, you wanna cheer me up I said you wanna make me happy, you wanna cheer me up Then make like life and suck How about you make like life and suck? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah.
As another episode of Industrial Industries comes to a close, we always have that kind of sad time, don't we? You know, it's, uh, we want more. We always want more, don't we? But don't fret because next week, we've got another episode of Industrial Industries World Radio coming at you. It's going to be the Thanksgiving episode. And uh, what I want you guys to do is send me an email about what you're thankful for and I'm gonna read them on the air so make sure to send an email to me at industrialindustriesworldradio at gmail.com let me know what you're thankful for you could either just type it out in a text and send it or you could uh, do your voice notes record a voice note and send it to me however you want to do it yeah, I could do it that way and send it to me um, preferably before the 25th that would be good. So the 25th, that will be the deadline for you to send in what you are thankful for. And hey, do you got a special lady out there? Do you want to propose to her via this podcast? You could do it. Just be like, hey, babe. No, no, please listen. Listen. Listen to this part. I know you don't like podcasts, but listen to this. Come on, listen. You know, and then I'll say, hey, uh, Allison. Uh, Josh has something to say to you. He's got a very important question to ask you. And it's not if he wants cheeseburgers for dinner. And then she'll turn around and see you and you'll have a ring and you could be like, Will you marry me? (laughs) You can do anything you want. Just uh, let me know. Send it to me. Industrialindustriesworldradio at gmail.com few people I want to thank before I go, first and foremost, is my guest today, Dante, a.k.a. Grey Turtle. You can check him out, especially on YouTube, more than any place else, because that's where his album will be premiering, and you can listen to it free and stream it and listen to it before you buy and all that good stuff. I'm subscribed. I am psyched. I am ready for this. G-R-E-Y space t-u-r-t-l-e so yeah just to avoid any confusion at all as how to find them there's also going to be a link in the descriptions in this uh, episode too so you can't miss it also as always thank you kimmy pops for voice work and giuliano for graphic design and thank you for listening as well I am your host, DJ Glowing Ice, and this was episode three of Industrial Industries World Radio, and that is that. Hope you guys have a great week, and I will see you next week. All right, peace out.
See you next time on Industrial Industries World Radio.